The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. It's Friday, 888-933-93. So the NFL uh, preseason got underway last night. Yeah. And so obviously, so did NFL players kneeling for the national anthem or raising a fist or whatever. Of course that had to start. Of course they had to jump right back into it. That's agonizing. Mm-hmm. They can't just leave us alone and let us and just play the game. Just play the game and go do this on your own time. Nope. Nope. So the set the president off again, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he tweeted out, there needs to be a complete investigation. Uh, actually, that was. Uh, um, <laughs> that's a different story. Uh, what what Trump actually said was that uh, they have you know started this all over again. Mm-hmm. The NFL players are at it again, taking a knee when they should be standing proudly for the for the national anthem. Numerous players from different teams wanted to show their outrage. It's something that most of them are unable to define. <laughs> they make a fortune doing what they love. Be happy. Be cool. A football game that that fans are paying so much money to watch and enjoy is no place to protest. Most of that money goes to the players anyway. Find another way to protest. Stand proudly for your national anthem or be suspended without pay. <laughs> yeah, see, he doesn't control that. But I, I share uh, his feelings on this, and I, I really think it's ill-defined. I, I, I don't think they know what they're, what necessarily what they're protesting. I think there's a lot of disagreement as to what they're protesting. And I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what they're protesting. And I think they need to do some serious looking into these shootings. In fact, uh, Malcolm Jenkins from the, from the Philadelphia Eagles, who seems to be one of the leaders of this uh, nightmare, he tweeted out before the game, before we enjoy this game, let's take some time to ponder that more than 60% of the prison population are people of color. Wait, what? No, okay, so now it's about people in prison? Sure. Well, do they belong there? I don't know. Have they just been put there because they're black or Hispanic? Stop it. Oh, my God. You know what this has become? Honestly, th- these NFL players are like children. Who realize, hey, this this gets under the skin of mm-hmm. President Trump, mm-hmm. so we're gonna do it. Meanwhile, he actually loves it because it gives him a chance to complain about something that riles up his base. Yeah, and so everybody wins except for mm-hmm. us who just want to watch yeah. a freaking football game. Except for those of us who really love football and just want just want to enjoy the season. Man, I've been looking forward to this, and I was so excited that they said, "All right, no kneeling this year." Well, they backed off that already. The NFL has already backed off. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it. You talk about terrible, terrible leadership in the NFL. Roger Goodell is worthless at $40 million a year. The guy is worthless. Uh, they, they wrote 
The NFL has been engaged in constructive discussions with the NFL players regarding the anthem and issues of equality and social justice that are of concern to many Americans. While those discussions continue, the NFL has agreed to delay implementing or enforcing any club work rules that could result in players being disciplined for their conduct during the performance of the anthem. So wait. So did you just take away the right of the Dallas Cowboys of Jerry Jones to say, no, my guys are going to, they're going to stand. Did you just negate that? Yeah. I think he did. I think so. What a joke. <laughs> it's Jerry Jones' team. He, he pays them the money, not the NFL. He should be able to do whatever he wants um, with, his, with his franchise. And if he wants his players, and it seems like his players are on board, fortunately. So I I doubt any of the Dallas Cowboys are going to take a knee during the national anthem. But, man, the NFL just can't get it together and decide it's a business. This is not a First Amendment issue. It's a business issue. We don't want to hurt our clients, okay? We don't want to hurt our client base. We're in danger here. Of losing people watching our product. So get your ass out there and stand up during the anthem. That's all. That's all you have to do. It's not hard at all. So wait a minute. Are the same folks that um, say that NFL owners and the league itself shouldn't have the right to suspend these employees, are, are they the same ones that are totally fine with a private business making a decision like a Twitter or a Facebook, silencing someone like Alex Jones. Uh, I, I'm trying to see if there is a, maybe it's not an exact parallel um, because it's just a platform as opposed to Alex Jones is not an employee of a Facebook or a Twitter or anything like that. Well, Twitter, of course, isn't banning him, but it, it just seems like selective enforcement. It is. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. We don't like Alex Jones, so let's shut him up. But we do like what these players are doing, so let's and, not give the private business in that case right. the ability to enforce their own rules. And you can't you can't squash these players' rights to express themselves. Wait, what? Well, <sighs> of, of course you can, because it's a private business. Of yeah. course you can. Now they can say whatever they want on their own time, in their own place, in their own way. But when it comes to Sunday or Thursday night football games at the start of preseason, you do what your boss tells you to do, or you suffer the consequences. It's just that easy. It's just so incredibly easy. I Frustrating. So, obviously, we're going to have another year of this, mm-hmm. and then an, another year after that, yep. and then another one after that. Between this and the CTE thing, I mean, the NFL is going to be lucky to survive. Between, if they don't get a grip on these issues, it's it's really going to hurt their product. Yeah, you know what? It's going to last probably as long as Trump is president. Because, I, and because I can't, I can't take it. I won't be watching because that has become the reason it. they do this. It has nothing to do with civil rights or. People being yeah, I don't shot think or either. anything like that. It's just it's like, about hey, getting to Trump. Yep, we're, we can get under his skin. We're going to do this until he's gone. And I don't want to see it. Yeah, I, I, I just don't want to, mm-hmm. and I don't have to because I I like college football more anyway. Mm. So uh, if this if this stretches on another stinking season, I'm going to be done with it. I just I can't do it. You know, and it's kind of crappy because I, I was really excited about the start of the season. Some really cool things happened last night. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, my boy Taysom Hill had a good night. Oh, good. Eight of nine for 72 yards. Mm-hmm. Five carries, 70 yards, I think it was. Uh, leading rusher, leading passer in the game. Oh, wow. Leading yeah. rusher and leading and, passer? Yeah. Now that's awesome. Yeah. That's an old Nebraska quarterback type thing there. And uh, the Saints won. <laughs> Saints won 24 uh, 20. So he's off to a good start. Baker Mayfield was off to a great start. Yeah. 11 of 20 for like 212 yards. Uh, had, a, I think, a 54 yard touchdown pass. The guy was on fire last night. He was on fire. Used his feet to pick up some first downs. It w- He had a great night. That's a pretty good pro. Professional football debut. Pretty good debut. Saquon Barkley, running back for the Giants. Oh, yeah. How do you do? Well, I, I can't find his stats here. I just I looked him up this morning, and they looked very good. Um, and I know he had a great 39-year-old they lost, though. yard gain. Right. They lost to the, the Browns, in fact. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Um, and I do hold the number two pick in my fantasy football draft. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> It's exciting. Yeah. So, so if somebody picks, if oh, somebody picks Saquon, who yeah, are you going to go with? Yeah, because we protect four players, so we actually start pick number forty nine. And I, you think I'm going to tell you? I think I'm going to tell my fellow owners mm. who I'm taking with that number two pick. No. All right. No. I no. I, I, I will so. say that I have my eye on Rashad Penny, but uh, he's a running back for Seattle. Okay. But uh, he's not even the starter, so maybe I'll trade out of that number two spot. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing. Well, you asked. We're better for it, I think, now. Well, shouldn't have asked. <laughs> uh, Sharon in Missouri, you're on the blaze. Hi. I was just thinking if we put the Tebow twist on this whole thing, they're not kneeling in protest. They're kneeling in prayer. Mm-hmm. That would, that would be a nice little spin on it. And then we can just all forget about it. Okay, yeah, yeah. you guys go ahead and nail in prayer. That's great. I like that. Yes. And that they would get apoplectic. Say the word. I can't say the word. Apoplectic? Yes. Yeah. It yeah. put an oh. end to it. You yeah. know what, Sharon? That is awesome. If is Trump awesome. tweeted out, it was so nice Thanks, to Sharon. see NFL players kneeling before the game on Sunday. Yeah. Exclamation mark. They'd be pissed. That'd drive them nuts. They would be pissed. <laughs> We weren't praying. And then just keep saying it. Oh, so you just hate keep God? saying it every time. Why do you hate God so much? <laughs> <laughs> that would be priceless. That would. Uh, all right, Jody in Utah, you're on the blaze. Hi. Okay, quick question, and, and you guys are going to know way better than me. Mm-hmm. As much as I love football, I don't know some of the in-the-weed stuff. I think this is an in-the-weed question. But if the owners own the team and they see their players kneeling how about it we forfeit the game i don't think they'd like to do that uh i don't care (laughs) if we do some some forfeiting Uh and now nobody's making any money and the players aren't getting paid i bet they snap their attitude into a different direction huh yeah they probably would yeah thanks jody i mean uh, but the owners the owners don't want to be losing games and forfeiting and be eliminated from contention Mm-mm. over this. But um, if they did start, you know, just firing guys who don't conform, okay, if you if you don't want to abide by the rules of this company, then I'm sorry, you're fired. I'm would there there'd be a fallout from that. There'd be a firestorm over it. But so what? Like, Jerry Jones is the owner of the team, and I asked my team to do something, and they didn't do it, so I fired them. <laughs> if you want to work as a Dallas Cowboy, you follow the rules. 
just wouldn't be hard. It really wouldn't. Mm-mm. You could nip this in the bud, but they're not going to. It's because Roger Goodell is not a leader. Jerry Jones is. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes me a Cowboy fan. I'm not even, you know, oh, even though we oh, live here. Let's I, not get crazy. Man. I mean, come on. It makes me more of one. Yeah. You know, when your ears aren't clean, uh, it, things can be really icky, uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, they can itch. It can be painful. It's plugged up. I don't like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. It's just not good. And so people start using cotton swabs and just push the wax all the way back in their eardrum or start candling. Good heavens. Why light a fire near your head? <laughs> don't do that. No? No. It's not a good thing? I don't recommend it. Okay. Now there's a great solution it's called the wax rx system mm-hmm. and it's the method uh, physicians used and trust the most it was um it's just like the system they use in their offices it comes with a uh, doctor developed wax rx system has a special wax softening drop to break down the earwax inside your ear then a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to deliver gently deliver the perfect amount of uh, cleansing pressure to flush everything away then there's the ph balance formula Rinses and soothes your ears and makes for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available. Go to usewaxrx.com to order your system today. Use the offer code radio and they'll ship it to your door for free. Promo code radio at usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Is here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I will say, if President Trump ignored it, I think eventually it kind of fades. But he won't. He, he can't. I, I guess he can't. You've got two petty <laughs> factions working here, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But whatever. <laughs> just play. Just play. And that's all we want. Yeah, just play. Just play football. Gosh, we've been waiting for this for, it seems like, forever. And now here it is, and then this is the first thing. Mm-hmm. First thing out of the blocks, we're talking about the kneeling situation again. And, and they do it again. The NFL is pretty inept, though. You have to admit, yeah, the leadership is non-existent in well, the NFL. But it's not like you gave the leader of the NFL a five-year contract extension worth how much? How much? For, Forty million 40 a year. Million. Oh. Yeah, forty. I mean, it's not. I mean, that would have been ridiculous if uh-huh. that had happened. Right. Well, because he's you know worthless. So yeah, that would have been ridiculous to reward him for his worthlessness. <laughs> and yet they did. Uh, Don in Florida. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat, guys. Hey, hey uh, I, got, I got a perspective on this. Uh, I, I coach high school football. And, uh, you know, you get so excited about this time of year. You're ready to go. You're ready to cross the white lines and, and go to battle. There's a couple of things I'm irritated about. The rule changes, that's bull crap. You know, I'm a defensive coach. And, you know, basically they're putting, you know, next thing you know, we're going to be playing football and, and, and tights and being the ugly girl <laughs> lingerie league in, in no time because we can't touch anybody. And then, and then two, why don't we go back what they did in 82? When they started this whole, um, uh, they, when they went on strike, just do replacement players. We'll just continue on. That mm-hmm. got them back to the bargaining table real quick when they realized that they said, hey, screw it. We'll just go get somebody else because mm-hmm. those guys are in a very elite league, 
and there is hundreds of guys right behind him that want to freaking play. And because they are supposedly the best of the best, getting paid millions, and again, all they want to do is, 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 is protest. And, it, and it's this country that gave them their rights so they could play a child's game and get paid the king's ransom to play a game that's actually, you know, your kids play in the backyard and, and, and grow up to want to be. Mm-hmm. And, and these guys are just unbelievable. I, I was watching the Dolphin Bucks game. I bet you they, there was 10,000 people maybe in the stadium. You know, next thing you know, we're going to be watching uh, uh, soccer on Sunday afternoons because the NFL is going to be in ep and nobody's going to watch it because everybody of my friends, I'm done with the NFL, I'm done with the NFL. And that's really what it's coming down to. People yeah. are getting PO'd about this whole thing. And again, Donald Trump keeps striking the freaking match mm-hmm. every time he's striking the match. Just let it go away, man. Yeah, I know. Appreciate it. Thanks, Don. You're right about the regulations, too, the new rules. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I was just reading yesterday about a, a new college rule. Did you hear about the kickoff rule in college? Oh, no. Okay, when you kick off, if you catch it inside the 20, it's an automatic uh, uh, touchback. Inside the 20. So if I catch the ball at the 24-yard line, it's a touchback. No, you said inside the 20? Inside the 25. Inside the 25? Inside the t- from the 25 back, Wait, it's a touchback now. No! Is that bizarre? You can't run it out anymore. Where's the strategy in that? Um, oh, I hate it. They're just trying to protect people. I'm tired of protecting people. I'm protecting people way <laughs> too much. You know what? It's called free will. And yeah. if I want to stand back there and have people charge at me mm-hmm. with a head full of steam, mm-hmm. that should be my choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, man. Stop it. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I mean, that is a terrible rule. That is a I mean, why even do a kickoff anymore? Just why? put the ball to 25. Let's just do this. You know? There's no way. I mean, that's what a waste of time. Waste there is of- no way you're ever going to have a run back. If- You'd have to catch it at the 26 or or forward in order for, to have a run back. And that's not even returnable because not, they're already no. on you right there. Right. Exactly. Why, why should kickers practice anymore? So you know how exciting it is when people catch it five yards deep in the end zone and run it out? You're like, whoa, what are you doing? And then sometimes they break it yes. and it turns. I mean, there's no, no better playing football than that. Are you serious? That. This yeah. is not. Oh, okay. Automatic touchback. I was blown. I had to read the thing five oh. times to make sure I understood what they <laughs> were saying. Hold on. <laughs> Come on. What if it hits the ground? Can you pick it up and then run it? No. No, it's a touchback. You kick it past the 25. Pat. It's a touchback. And everybody is going to kick it past the 25. I want to go home now. I know. I don't like this. I don't. That's making me sad. <laughs> really? <laughs> I got to verify. Trust but verify. Come right. on. Look it up. Look it up. Okay. I was. I couldn't believe it. Okay. 888 Here's something else that I can't believe. Um, Laura Spencer. Hmm is uh, cutting back on her Good Morning America role. Really? Yeah. Apparently, ABC's really pissed off. Oh, no. Yeah, they're they're upset. She is the star of ABC's hit uh, TV show, Good Morning America. Uh-huh. We've, you know, you love her for that? Sure. She's. I think she's on it with uh, uh, Michael Strahan, mm-hmm. right? Isn't yeah. he? There you go, yeah. Well, she shocked everybody by... <laughs> Stepping away from her GMA duties. What's happening? In recent developments, the uh, TV star revealed she'd be putting more time uh-huh. into her beauty business selling <laughs> facial cream. 
now that it's grown so fast. Well, good for her. Yeah, it's growing so wow. fast that we are in the She's got to step business. away. She's been dividing time up sure. until now, but now no. because the beauty business, the facial cream has grown so fast. She's got to step away and take care of that now. <laughs> it just it's just too oh. good a business. Yeah. So her and ABC are not happy about so this, huh? ABC is not happy. Oh gosh. She's a serial entrepreneur at heart, and it's just in her nature to focus on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. You know, she never really expected it to be so big. No. And ABC is not happy with her splitting her oh, time. I bet they're not. According to sources, ABC made Laura decide on which she was going to focus on in the future, being so turned off by the reaction of ABC and their power move, She's decided to pursue the new skin line care and uh, her new dream of facial cream. New dream of facial Facial cream. So, wow. Can you blame her when it's taken off like it is? You can't blame her. Let's think about it this way. I mean, you wake up when you do one of those morning shows, you wake up at, you know, 2, 30 in the morning. Mm hmm. Too early. Why would you do that? Why would you? When When you could just sell facial cream. Right. And it's going so well. Going so well. Uh,. The project she's referring to is her wildly popular anti-aging skincare line, Vivid. Obviously, <laughs> okay. I have to tell you. No, you didn't have to. We the know. host has spent the past two years developing a line of highly potent and effective anti-aging proce- prospect- products uh, that she claims mm-hmm. are the solution for those who don't want to resort to plastic surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah, her product, Vivid, wow. Vivid uh, huh? sold out within 10 minutes when it first launched. Wait, wait, is it is a concert for Vivid? What do we got happening here? It sounds like a concert. I know. It's how popular it is. Seems like the world just can't get enough well, of, I mean, I can't. of the results from Vivid. Laura even admitted that plastic surgeons are furious with her. Oh. After noticing that a large decline in patients happened since Vivid was launched on the market. Yeah. So here's you know a couple of major industries like ABC News mm-hmm. is pissed at yeah. her, and the Plastic Surgeons of America are yeah, all pissed. Yeah, off I'm at sure her. that that you know the plastic surgeons they get together and have lunch every few months. You know, just like a quarterly luncheon in whatever city mm-hmm. they live in. There's mm-hmm. like, hey, and she so, was the main topic of discussion. Yeah, yeah. How's business? Week. Man, it's down. Sucks. You know what? Mine is too. Laura, do you think it has anything to do with this damn. vivid stuff? Laura Spencer. I you! Users of Vivid are experiencing anti-aging results that before now were only possible through surgeons. It's obviously a much cheaper, easier, and safer alternative. And because of that, plastic surgeons are finding it harder to book patients for Botox injections and facelifts. <laughs> so so wow. obviously, that- we're not going to see her much anymore on... <laughs> Uh, good morning, America. In fact, I think so, she's gone already. Well, so wait, is this is the market saturated yet? Because every time you read one of these stories, I think I too late. It's too late for us to get on board with that. That's what I keep thinking, and then somebody else I mean, it's, falls into it, and it becomes wildly successful. Wow! But boy, Joanna Gaines, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Laura Spencer, plastic surgeons, yep. angry out of business. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust dot com. This is a business that uh, Glenn and Tanya started when they had a really bad experience with their own realtor. Nice people, but they just didn't do a good job for them, and so they looked into okay, how, how do you get a good realtor? What does it take? And it found out what that, what their research showed was that great 
real estate agents are full-time people. They don't just try to dabble in it. They also don't show up and just say, okay, I'll sell, I'll sell your home as it is. No, they understand curb appeal, and they're going to advise you on things like the landscaping and the trim and the paint, and if it needs things done to it, they're going to tell you about that. Otherwise, the house isn't going to sell. It's just going to sit there. They'll tell you about professional staging and the pictures that are a huge factor in marketing your home. And when do you list it and for how much? These are all so important, and that's what you're going to get from the real estate agents I trust dot com people and they're fans of the show so you've got that in common with them as well go to realestateagentsitrust.com we'll introduce you to the best agent in your area realestateagentsitrust.com pat gray the blaze radio network Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Uh, welcome. 888 and a Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, where Coop Clown tweets, Fantasy football, the D&D of the athletic world. <laughs> I'll take that. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dungeons and Dragons, for those who don't know what D&D is. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, DMX DM. What's wrong with being a fan of America's team? Well, no, okay. Nothing. Nothing's I, wrong with it. No, I think it's because I said that to you. I was like, don't become. No, I just said. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a fan. It's just I don't want Pat to change to the Cowboys just because of this kneeling insanity. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not going to. The Packers, are they kneeling at all? Have they I don't that? think so. I don't think so. Hmm. If, if they are, I don't want to know about it. Yeah, so yeah. Don't, blah, don't anybody blah, blah, tell blah. me. Let's not, <clears throat> I don't, don't want to know. Tell me about the Falcons. Don't want to know. Uh, also for Mike, uh, time to close the NFL and everybody just switched to college football. College football is more entertaining anyway since the players are playing for the love of the game. You know what? Apparently it's not now because of this new kickoff rule that you just shattered find me it? with. Yeah, I, I, yep. I forgot to read it. I just, let's see. Oh my gosh. Yeah, if wait, it allows returners to signal for a fair catch anywhere inside their 25-yard line resulting in a touchback. So they would have to call for a fair catch though. Oh, so they don't have to? Yeah, this just says it allows for returners to signal for a fair catch anywhere inside their 25-yard line. Oh, I hope that's true because... You scared me. Oh, okay. Then that's completely different from... Well, then the article I read was wrong because I read it over and over and over. And it just said it was a touchback if it went past the 25. (sighs) Let's see. If the kick falls at the 5-yard line, their returner can signal for a fair catch, field it, and assume possession at the 25 without much fuss. So they can decide after it hits the ground? The returner can also return it and charge downfield, searching for the big play. Okay, so that's cool. He but can turn it. He can return it, it. That's what I'm reading. This is oh, good. Oh, okay. Ocean County got, Register, yeah. Glad we got that cleared up. But listen, I don't doubt that you found an article that was written poorly. The mm. internet, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the overall fall of journalism itself or, or the internet allows for so many writers in so many arenas now. Mm-hmm. There are so many typos and so many poorly worded things. and Yeah, and so many just uh, wrong, just things that are wrong on the internet. I mean, let's just say hypothetically, you tweeted out a link to, uh, to listen to the show one day and you misspelled a word. I mean, that's just tragic that you would do that, Pat. Misspell a word like missed. Is, is that what you did? What? 
No, I'm talking about your Twitter account. So anyway, my point is there's so many typos now where you used to never see them in print journalism. Mm-hmm. Everywhere, poorly written sentences or mm-hmm. sentences that just like people stopped writing. They just like moved on to the next paragraph and you're like, whoa, you didn't proofread this one. It's a, it's an epidemic on the old internet now. Yeah, it is. Okay, the Football Rules Committee made the proposal to continue efforts to increase the number of touchbacks. Why, it's so stupid. Why would you want to do this? It's so boring. Mm-hmm. The touchback is the most boring thing in all of football. <laughs> Since fewer injuries occur during kickoffs that result in touchbacks. Well, obviously, because it's so stupid. <laughs> um, they're going to ruin football one way or another. It's just going to be ruined. The new rule is that in a series of changes the committee has made in recent years in hopes of making it safer, we're moving to the 30-yard line. The committee also changed the starting position, so there's uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't even think that involves the new stuff here. Uh, this, yeah, that doesn't even talk about what we're dealing with. Uh, that's an old thing, I think. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, let's go to court in uh, Texas. Hey, court, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat, how y'all doing today? Doing good. Good. Um, y'all enjoying this rain and weather? Actually, yes. Uh, it was, like, really comfortable, you know, coming into work today. It was when it's usually cool 106. 70, yeah, cool 78 to 80. Oh, love it. Nice. But uh, yeah. I'm going to get straight to the point. Um, I want to make a friendly wager with you and Jeffy. I'm a big Longhorns fan, and I loved how Jeffy's Missouri team got smashed by the Longhorns. Yeah, but um, I want to make a friendly wager with you and B- BYU and Missouri that Longhorns will have a better season than y'all. And if I win, y'all have to come work. I want to go to Dallas, and y'all have to work out with me for one day. And if y'all win, or if I win, uh, y- no, if y'all win, then I'll get y'all. I order y'all two pizzas to be delivered to y'all studio. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd have to go to where? Where do you live? Uh, no, no, I'll come to Dallas. Oh, you come to Dallas, and we yeah, would work I'll let out? I'll pick a gym or whatever. Yep, you have to do a workout with me. <laughs> I'm hearing he's in Abilene, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, well, you know, I mean, it's a pretty good bet because, I mean, how many times do you want to get crushed by BYU, Court? How many times? Wow. How many times does it have to happen? Uh, I, know, I know in the past, you BYU, know? Texas, uh-huh. Idaho. Uh-huh. That was all hill, though. That was all hill. Oh, that was before. not all hill. <laughs> uh, the last two were definitely hill, but it's happened yeah. before. It happened yeah. before hill. But um, uh, all right, well, hang on a second. We'll get some information from you, and we'll see if we can work something out. Uh, all right, because that, that, yeah, you too. That'd be fun. Uh, you don't want none of this though, because they're going to have a good season. <laughs> okay, so five and zero. Oh, we've heard you say that. Well, I didn't necessarily predict it. I said Wait it's possible, minute. and he said oh. if it happens, he'd eat my underwear. Okay. Okay. That's enough what he said. This. No, but here's my question. You're bold enough to say 5-0, and oh, blah, 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 all this stuff. What is the total record going to end up being for BYU? 10-2. Hmm? 10-2 and, two. Ten and two is my prediction. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. Good luck. Yes. I hope it works out for you. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> if they're 10-2, and two, it's going to be Texas's record. Although, I don't know who Texas plays this year. And they're in the Big 12, so they've got some decent games. They're going to have to play Oklahoma. Uh, they never beat Oklahoma. Um, let's see. Okay, here's their schedule their right here. Their non-conference is Maryland, Tulsa, USC. Oh, well, that's formidable. Mm-hmm. I think they lost to Maryland last year, didn't they? I don't know. I think they did. Now, they'll beat Tulsa. They're going to lose to USC. Okay, so... 
Then TCU probably beats them. The beat Kansas State. Oklahoma beats them. This is a good bet, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Baylor's good or bad this year. They've been pretty iffy lately. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia's sometimes tough. Texas Tech, they'll probably win that. Iowa State, they win that. Kansas, they win that. All right, well. Scared? No, Are you scared? not really. No? Not, not really. Hmm. Well, we'll see. I mean, everything <laughs> depends, to me, everything depends on, on BYU's first game and whether they beat Arizona. That sets the whole tone for the rest of the season. Like September 1st. Got to win that game on September 1st. And it's Labor Day weekend. Yep. So on Tuesday, September 4th, depending on the outcome of the BYU game, mm-hmm. We will know what kind of mood, what kind of show it'll be. Will <laughs> right. it be dark? Will it be fun and happy? Right. And I'll be the same way. I mean, if Scott Frost's first game out of the gate isn't a huge victory against Akron. Yeah, you're you're expecting like a yeah. devastating win. I want scores when Frost played to right. be the new norm again. Yeah, and that's what you're hoping for, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. what you're expecting probably with him. Yeah. Right out of the gate. And it might not it might not be <laughs> I'm not making any underwear bets on this team, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, all right, Bill in Kansas. Hi, you're on the blaze. Yeah, hi, how you guys doing? I'm going to change good. the topic a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, I think it was, you were talking about the civil asset forfeiture laws. Yeah. And uh, a couple days after that, I had a, popped up on my news feed, a federal judge in Albuquerque ruled that they are unconstitutional. Uh, awesome. Evidently, in 2015, New Mexico had had ruled, had made a law that New Mexico was not going to have those kind of laws, and I think it was said 13 other states did it also, but Albuquerque continued, and they've been sued over it, and the federal judge says, nope, can't do that. Wow. Those laws are unconstitutional. That's great. They're, That's... they're hoping that this will have nationwide ramifications. I would hope so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they were taking people's cars that were just for driving, even though it wasn't their car. They might have borrowed mom's car, and and they were confiscating them. So, and, uh, is this applied to New Mexico, Bill? Do you know? Uh, they, they, they didn't. They, it was a federal judge in Albuquerque. As a federal, okay. But they they said they were hoping that it would have federal uh, ramifications for the whole country. Because there has always uh, been something with New Mexico in in <clears throat> property. And because you just jogged a story in my memory, and I found this on the Google here, July, this is 2000, the year 2000, a 9.72 carat diamond tumbled from the janitor's vacuum cleaner as he emptied it in February after cleaning carpets in an office building. He turned it in like a good citizen. Nobody claimed it in the allotted time. And what happens after that? It becomes property of the state in New Mexico. You get nothing for doing the right thing. Um, so anyway, when I saw you you're talking about a, a judge in New Mexico, I was thinking, what is it with that state taking property? But it's nice to see that there's some common sense at least starting to prevail. I just wish this would stick, mm. and I hope it gets hope that story gets to the president. And it looks like the U.S. Supreme Court is at least going to have the opportunity to uh, review the constitutionality of it. So um, they <clears throat> this was a couple weeks ago, or or maybe even you know, it was about a month and a half ago. They, um, uh, the court granted a cert petition <clears throat> from someone who was forced to forfeit his $40,000 Land Rover in civil court to the state of Indiana after he pled guilty to selling uh, less than $200 worth of drugs. So 
that's not even as an as egregious a situation as we've seen many 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 times um appreciate the call bill and the and the heads up there um like too many americans this guy was addicted to opioids at first taking prescription painkillers then switched to heroin when he tried to sell to undercover officers uh he was arrested in 2013 as punishment he agreed to serve one year of house arrest, pay twelve hundred in court fees, but the state also wanted his Land Rover, which they took, and so he took that. He's taking that all the way to the Supreme Court. Now, this is a guy who's actually done, uh, who's broken the law, done bad things. There are many people who haven't done anything wrong who have had money stolen from them, just stolen from them. Like the the last guy that we talked about was just a few weeks ago at the airport. He had thirty thousand dollars taken out of his bag he uh, buys trucks and uh flips them and so he was taking money to buy a truck and then and do the work on it and sell it and they found the the 29 or thirty thousand dollars uh on him and just took it from civil asset forfeiture just so wrong i mean that's just so unbelievably unconstitutional i can't even i can't even fathom how people think it's okay uh, how is that possible? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Henry in Ohio, you're on the blaze. <clears throat> Mr. Gray, hey Malinak, mm-hmm. happy Friday to both you guys. You too. Well, you guys are talking about kickoff rules in college, and you know what? I can't get behind it because if you want to make kickoffs really exciting, mm-hmm. you kind of have to go with the Canadian Football League's rules on kickoffs. What are those? Which is any kick that goes into the end zone and is not returned is worth one point for the kicking team. Oh, yeah, that's right. I kind of like that. That's the way to make <laughs> kicks really entertaining. Now, field goals, hmm. that those count as field goals, but any other kick that goes in the end zone and nobody returns it, there's a point for the kicking team. That's I like that. That's college football really so, exciting. So... How often does it happen in the Canadian League where they kick it clear out of the end zone? Uh, not very often because if you remember the Canadian field it's, is... It's longer, right? It's longer. It's yeah. 110 yards with 20-yard end zones. Yeah. And yeah, also yeah. wider. But still... Still. Yeah, still. I mean, I like that. Exciting. That's a good idea. Thanks, Henry. Of course, if you did that, uh, if you're going to give somebody a point for kicking it out of the end zone, it would happen almost every time. And so you'd have to move the kickoff back further, I think. Hmm. Right? Where they kick off from what? The 35 now? Maybe kick off from the 30 or the 25 if you're going to do that. Because it's too easy to kick it out of the end zone from the 35. Yeah, absolutely. Most really good kickers can do that. And you get a point every time. That could really add up. I think... I think the greatest rule, and we're not talking about kickoffs in this respect, but on field goals, when you miss it, you can catch it and return it. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. That's a fun too. rule because fun. you find out very quickly um, who the smart players are. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, let me tell you about Riduzone. Riduzone is a safe, effective, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement that can help you lose weight. If you've been struggling lately, if you really want to lose 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 or 40 pounds, whatever it is, Riduzone is what can help you. They've extracted the OEA out of olive oil. That's the stuff that's been shown to boost metabolism and reduce appetite. 
And with that, that two-stage process, that's half the battle right there. If you're not thinking about food all day, and if your metabolism is sped up a little bit so you can burn more fat, um, then you're going to do a lot better. So order yours today, riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT. You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, promo code PAT, to get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh and it Pat Unleashed on Twitter from Jeffy is fat. Okay. At Jeffy is fat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who cares what the tweet is? Thank I know. you for the handle. Ruth Bader Ginsburg needs a bulk rate on vivid facial cream. <laughs> that's that's not nice. Hey, wait, wait, wait. It's whoa, funny, whoa, whoa, whoa. but it's it's not nice. Hold on. It's not nice. She's hanging on to that mm-hmm. Supreme Court gig. I just thought of something. Why doesn't she sell facial cream? Get out of the Supreme Court now. Please. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, yes. Saves 84. Keith has never been more triggered than hearing about the touchback rule in college football. Yeah, unfortunately, we found out it wasn't as accurate as I... Mm. I'm really glad it wasn't accurate, the article I read. Uh, Right Wing Ninja One, I will never watch soccer on Sunday. That's what Netflix and NASCAR are for. And from Tom, uh, talking about Court, who challenged me to, and Jeffy, saying Texas will have a better uh, season than. Don't do it, man. So if he wins, we go work out with him. And if we win, we eat pizza. He orders us pizzas or something. Tom says, Court will be the loser no matter what. We all know that Pat and Jeffy will eat many more pizzas than the workout will sweat out of them. <laughs> Red you zone, baby. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred uh thirty-three ninety-three. And it is a free speech Friday. You can talk about whatever you want. Uh, and there was plenty uh to comment on this week. If if uh you didn't get a chance and you you'd like to now, feel free. Um also the first gay Native American candidate uh in the Democrat Party is um, getting ready to go up for a, uh, a vote. Democrat Sharice Davids of Kansas added her name to her party's increasingly diverse slate of candidates, advancing to the November ballot. Davids, who would be the first gay Native American elected to Congress, narrowly won a six-way primary in her eastern Kansas district, shattering the mold for a congressional primary winner in conservative Kansas, and embodying the range of ethnicities and sexual orientations of Democrat candidates running throughout the country this fall. How wonderful. Mm-hmm. Notably, the 38-year-old lawyer and activist from Kansas City is among a wave of gay, bisexual, and transgender candidates running. The vast majority is Democrats, including at the top of the ballot in key states. So she's the first gay and Native American. Mm. If you don't vote for her in Kansas, I guess you're both homophobic and racist. Yeah, it's a twofer. Right? Mm-hmm. 
So if you could add just one more special interest protected group to her makeup, like, I don't know, let's say if she's the first gay trans Native American, it might actually become illegal hate speech not to vote for her. She could be the first quote bag governor. Wouldn't that be great? It would be so wonderful. You'd have all kinds of diversity wrapped all into one person. That would be so magnificent. Imagine how we'd grow as a as a civilization if we could just have that happen. Yeah. But but you should share some of that. You don't you shouldn't have all of these qualities. You shouldn't hog them. You know, at some point you got enough special interests in you. <laughs> right? I mean, you can't have all of those. You gotta share them. It does seem a little bit uh selfish. Selfish, selfish yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems a little greedy. Yep. Yeah, it does. Just pick a minority a little, status. A little bit greedy. Mm-hmm. Choose one and then run with it. Okay? <laughs> yes, you don't need two. You certainly don't need three. Specialize in one uh, minority status. And, and make it the best. Yeah. The whiniest minority status you could possibly make it. Yeah, you don't give part of your attention to Native <laughs> American causes and right. part of your attention to... No, um, devote it all. bag causes. Uh-huh. Let's... Find something you can really complain about. Focus. And then just focus on that yeah. every day. Because think about it. Every it's time, good advice. Every time you're marching in a gay and lesbian parade, uh-huh. there is a Native American event happening that you're not a part of. Wow. So wow. get your ass on the other side of town mm-hmm. and participate in that. <laughs> you can't be two places at once, so just concentrate on one or the other, please. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't right. identify as both. <clears throat> one. Sorry. It's Friday and I want to go home. <laughs> no, we all do. We all do. I'm sorry. Uh, in the wake of uh, Donald Trump's 2016 election victory, an overwhelming majority of those who said they had voted for him still have warm feelings for him. This is good a surprise. Absolutely nobody. <laughs> yeah. By this last spring, more than a year into Trump's presidency, the feelings of these same Trump voters had changed very little. In March, 82% of those who said they voted for Trump and whom researchers were able to verify through voting records that they actually did. So, I mean, that's a lot more than these studies usually do. They mm-hmm. actually went and verified what the people said to right. them. Usually they just say, did you vote for him? Yeah. Okay, you're, you participate. Yeah, that's thorough right there. Yeah, it is. Um, so 62% of them said they had very warm feelings toward him. Their feelings were expressed on a 0 to 100 feeling thermometer, a rating of 51 or higher as warm, with 76 or higher indicating very warm. Where would you rank on that? <laughs> don't, where, would, don't do this. where would you rank on that, I Keith? <laughs> okay, it's on a scale of 0 <laughs> to 100. And I would love to hear from, from Trump people or non-Trump people. I don't want to answer. Where do you rank on the scale of warm feelings for Donald Trump? Just, I'm, I really, last night when I saw this story, uh-huh. I thought, where would I be on that? Yeah. Because to me, it varies not just on a daily basis, but almost <laughs> almost on a, a like quarter hour basis. Minute by minute. Yeah. Almost minute by minute basis. It depends how many alerts I'm getting on my Twitter feed that day. From right. Me. Yes. Hmm. It depends on what he's doing that day, what he's saying that day. Because sometimes I wildly agree with him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm completely turned off and disgusted by him. Yes. And sometimes I'd be a two on this scale. Yeah. And there might be times when I'm at 80. I don't know. I I mean, there might. After Gorsuch was uh, nominated, probably pretty close to that. 
Oh, after uh, he he did what he did courageously with Israel mm-hmm. and moved the embassy. Yeah. I mean, there have been some times when I've felt very warm to him, toward him. And then there are times, too, when the left-wing media pushes me to warmer feelings for him. So where would you be on this? I, can, I don't even I can know. tell you where I have been for 25 years on the Hillary warmth scale. Zero. zero. Me, too. It has never moved off of zero for her. That is true. Yes. So from that aspect and what they always say, well, what do you want, Hillary? No, I don't. I don't want Hillary in I'm glad she's not there, really. I, I seriously am. So that's not part of the equation. So where would you rank on the scale? I'd love to hear. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Speaking of social media, (laughs) Facebook is shedding traffic like crazy. A lot of traffic going away, just not there anymore. Four billion page visits in the last month. Gone from, from Facebook. Good. Uh, it's great because they're changing their algorithm. They're trying to hurt conservatives. They have. They, in fact, they've made it so that you might as well not even bother with it because nobody finds your stuff anymore because they, they screwed with the algorithm and, and you can't. So if you're gonna if you're going to rig the game against conservatives, okay, go, just go wallow in your own little marinade in your own little liberal world. I don't care. Uh, but they have been... They have declined by half in the last two years. By half. Wow. wow. I mean, that is something else. Good. This is what yeah, we've said. Good. You're a private business. You want to act like one? We're going to treat you like one. Good. Yep. So uh, $8.5 billion to $4.7 billion in the last two years. Hmm. Uh, that is really something. Facebook's chickens. <clears throat> Coming, coming home, home to roost. <laughs> and I'm kind of happy about it. Yep. In fact, I'm very happy about it. Uh, you know, Zuckerberg acted like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be fair. I want to be, be good to people. And Glenn went out there and talked to him. And, and they had that sit-down meeting. And everything seemed like it was going to be great. And then he, he lied. And then he went to Congress. And he, he licked their feet. And he, he kissed their toes. And he made it okay. And he told them the cool liberal things they wanted to hear. <clears throat> and so if you're going to play that game, go ahead. Just go ahead. And let's see your business crash down around you. Uh, also, some changes going on in the world of McDonald's. I guess McDonald's is going to revamp virtually all of their restaurants in the next couple of years. Mm. By 2020, they want to they want to redo 14,000 restaurants. And the food? Uh, the food, I think, because that's your problem. <laughs> it's not. It's not like the interior. Uh, I think so too. I, a lot of people ambience. disagree with me, and I know that, and that's fine. If you love McDonald's, that's great. I, I just, I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had this big uh, Chicago store that was iconic because it was during 
you know, it was, I think it started in 1983 and it was a rock and roll kind of place. And it was, in fact, it was called the Rock and Roll McDonald's. Oh, cool. And uh, it, it was just like a old Americana kind of place to go and everybody loved it. They closed it down, completely revamped it. Looks nothing like McDonald's anymore. It's now eco-friendly. <clears throat> it's now automated. There are a thousand solar panels sitting atop the roof. Uh, it's, they said it's completely unrecognizable to the iconic rock and roll McDonald's, the landmark that had been there since 1983, <laughs> that had encapsulated happy childhood memories for so many Chicagoans. Uh, they've got a floating garden enclosed in a glass. Wonderful. Oh, the kids The kids area is gone yeah. completely. Completely gone. They don't have that anymore. So parents, if you if you like to eat and then send your kids into the playroom, sorry, you can't do that anymore. There's a standalone McCafe area, though, and 27 windows. Um, the new river north of... Uh, the new River North McDonald's includes some of the futuristic design elements that are going to be the experience of the future for McDonald's uh, as they modernize their their locations all over the country. And their um, food as well? And the, Not their food, though, uh, Keith, no. No, uh-uh. no thanks. No. But the new eco-friendly McDonald's mm-hmm. rose quickly from the dusty rubble that became the former rock and roll-themed building. Mm. <clears throat> but for the past year, construction zone sat there and had both tourists and locals wondering alike, when was this going to reopen and what was it going to look like? Well, they found out yesterday. It reopened yesterday. And uh, it's kind of sad, you know? And I, I guess they're just, they're going with a new a, a new century, uh, a new clientele. Maybe people don't want to eat uh, burgers and fries anymore. I don't know. But... That's what they go to McDonald's for, isn't it? You don't go to McDonald's for the salad. You really don't. I, I don't know <laughs> anybody salad? who says, you know what I'm really <laughs> hankering for right now? Yeah. A delicious McDonald's salad. Mm-mm-mm. Good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. You know what? They tried this a long time <laughs> ago with the seaweed burgers. I remember that. Didn't that tip them yeah. off long ago that not the route to take? Didn't work out at all. Just, okay. They, not at all. They, they are so, they have no identity left. Like, they, don't, they can't figure themselves out. And yeah, they, they well, just, in this new natural environment that we're in, you know, everybody's thinking healthy. But no, not everybody's eating healthy. Come on. I mean, they might be thinking it. They might be saying it. But look at the things people buy. They're still eating the way they've Americans have always eaten. Um, but I think they might be getting fooled by that and saying, well, we better change or we're going to be left behind. Well, I, if you change, and one of the things that I saw that they're doing is uh, making burgers to order, which that would be a good change. Mm-hmm. And they're doing that, on I think, on the quarter pounder, where when you come in and you order the quarter pounder, that's when they cook it. It's not sitting there under a heat lamp like the McMuffin or the uh, the uh, two all beef patty special sauce lettuce cheese. <laughs> what Mac. is that one? Big Mac. The, the Big Mac is. <laughs> the oh. Big Mac has been sitting there for an hour and a half. Uh-huh. But the quarter pounder with cheese, if you want that, we'll cook that right now, and you can get a fresh burger. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, that's uh, that's a good change, I think. Cooking yeah. things to order and, and making fresh food for people, that's a good change. Yeah, I just, you know, look, 
I I love the way McDonald's food tastes. Oh, you do? I do. I do. Oh, I thought you said you thought you were. No, no, no. I just don't want to be four hundred pounds. Yeah, when I well, walk yeah, away yeah. from the table. Yeah. Can they but somehow I mean, marry the two because it works out nicely with Chick Fil A? Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to look like Jeffy once they leave See? McDonald's. They don't. They don't want to. Don't do it. But that's why you only go once in a while. Look, I, I can go to Chick Fil A and I can feel like I'm eating healthy. I can but you're enjoy not. the taste. Look at look at I how many calories are in a Chick Fil A sandwich. I eat a Chick. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. I was just about to say, I eat a Chick-fil-A very regularly. Do you really? And I don't get... Let's, I don't, let's look it up. I don't get all fat and Jeffy-like. <laughs> let's look it up. Okay. Uh, Chick-fil-A... I'll look up Big Mac calories. You calories? look up Chick-fil-A all right. sandwich. All right, calories. In... Okay. <laughs> Chick-fil-A... Mm-hmm. Calories? Uh, just Sandwich. No, calorie. Okay. Yeah, just we're just looking at calories. Mm-hmm. Okay, 440. That's not bad. That's not as bad as I thought. Uh, is that that's without cheese though? I'll bet. <clears throat> mm. So do you so want to do you want to guess if that four forty for a Chick Fil A sandwich is higher or lower than the Big Mac? Fact I'm going to say it's know. lower than the Big Mac. And you win a prize five sixty three on the Big Mac. I would have thought higher though. I would have as well. That's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> God, I'm gonna, so hold I'm on. gonna eat more Big Macs. Hold now. on. Let's do this. Whopper calories. All right. <clears throat> Good night. What? I would have thought. No way. Look at that. Six seventy-seven on the Whopper. I would have thought Big Weird. Mac. Yeah. Why would that be more than? That's really strange. Okay. So what else we got? Wendy's. What are the big deal over there? Wendy's. But uh, okay, so with uh, Chick Fil A, if you add, if you add waffle fries, mm-hmm. you're up to eight hundred and forty calories and thirty-nine grams of fat. Jeez. But if you add the milkshake. This is what I found. <laughs> you had the milkshake, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, by the way, Dave's double is 810 calories at Wendy's. 810? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, let's see. Oh, Ooh. Jack in the Box. How much do you think his bowls account for in the calorie scale? <laughs> Jack in the Box calories. Let's see what we got I don't know. Here. He's got some nice bowls. Does he now? Uh, let's see here. I don't know what their big menu item is here. Jack in the Box. Oh, Bacon Ultimate. No, that's not fair. I don't know. Classic buttery Jack, eight hundred and twenty calories. That's that's a lot. That's a lot going on. In there. the Chick Fil A milkshake, chocolate milkshake, large, oh. seven hundred and twenty calories. Seven twenty. Okay, so it adds up fast. If because if you go in and get a sandwich, waffle fries, and a milkshake, you know what are you at fifteen hundred calories almost there. So that's a lot. It's a lot going. But on. what I've learned is you can't. You just can't order all of that you just get the sandwich or you just or and you get like a drink of i don't know water <laughs> to cut down on the caloric <laughs> so intake. wait w- would you call that um uh free market principles um self-control making yes. your own choices yes i would as opposed to having some entity tell you yes what i would to do or i would call that yes exactly making decisions for you and i like that mm-hmm. i like it that way and in fact, I've said this many times when New York mandated that you must put the calories up on the board when people come in and uh, buy stuff at your restaurant. What that did for me was that told me what was what, what the more delicious item on the board was. <laughs> yeah, you know what that told me? <laughs> if, I was have, if I was struggling between two items, I went with the one with more calories. There you go. <laughs> well, see, what I did... As we saw when I got to like 896 pounds. <laughs> I just would slow down the line because I'd be like, wait, is that the price? Why are there two numbers? What's happening here? I know. Can you help me understand this? Wait a minute. This? What is this? 
Eleven fifty on there. That's wow. New York. Is it eleven dollars and fifty? No, it's eleven hundred and fifty calories, sir. Ooh, I'll have that. Oh, that's mine. Whatever it is, bring it to me. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's got to be good at eleven hundred and fifty mm. calories. That has to be delicious. And I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, let's go to Oliver in Utah. Oliver, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Now, tell me, I've got a question for you. Tell me this. Tell me this. Mm -hmm. Why are we giving these football players a platform? Uh, Well, why are we even talking about their protests? Because they're screwing up our sport, man. Because they're pissing me off. Yeah. And because the president president keeps bringing it up. The president, as long as Trump continues to bring it up, it's going to be a discussion point, you know? I. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right, though. We should stop talking about it. If we stopped talking about it, that takes that removes all the oxygen from this dumb thing. Yep. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So so get Trump on and say, Mr. Trump, uh-huh. stop talking about these stupid players. <laughs> yeah, he listens to can, me. Can I'm you sure. Do that for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll we'll work on that. Thanks, Oliver. Appreciate it. What do you think of the odds are of getting President Trump on this show? Oh, he'd love to talk to us. You, you know what? <clears throat> love just to talk to so us. we can do our due diligence. I will reach out to the reach White House. out. Yeah, I sure, mean, sure. What's the worst can happen? Ignore me. Say no. I mean, just like every woman in my life before I met Carrie, just ignore me. Right. I mean, that's I've been there. And have we ever talked about what a miracle it was that she didn't ignore you too? It's just, I mean, I mean, you're going on the assumption that she doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Rose in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. Hey, how how about curing this? Why don't you just get rid of that anthem at the at the games? When when did they ever get to own it? Yeah, I well, I mean, drop the whole stupid thing. Hey, give ten more minutes to punch each other out (laughs) instead of uh, you know, and then hey, we can uh, do what we want. We'll bring our own flags. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rose. Um, That'll never happen, but um, I think a lot, there'd be a lot of outrage if you stop playing the national anthem. People would think that's not patriotic, right? We've kind of grown accustomed to starting events and games that way. And so it's a tradition now. I'm I'm not sure I'd want to do without that tradition. We could, but I I, I don't necessarily want to. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, recently, there were a couple of tragedies involving officer shootings, and that's not to take anything away from the off- officers. It's just to tell you that even law enforcement who are highly trained can make mistakes. And so certainly we, those of us who go out shooting once or twice a month or maybe even just a couple of times a year, certainly we can make mistakes. Don't risk being unprepared, undertrained. And wondering about an event in your life that could have gone a lot better. Do what I do and what Keith does and practice with iTarget Pro. Yeah. And you can practice all the time because it's right in your home. It's really convenient. It uses your smartphone and their app and a laser in place of a bullet, which means that the laser detects where you hit the target. And so you see it and you hear it. It's really cool. And the other benefit, you don't have to get all dressed up to go to the shooting range. You sit around your boxer shorts and, and practice. Right. Just well, saying. If you're the only person in the house and nobody else has to look at it. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Because yep. I'm pretty sure there'd be a lot of objections if uh, there were other people. If someone in the breaks home, into my house in the middle you know, of the night, that's how I'm going to be dressed. The well, way, that's the way probably I practice. True, right? The way I practice. Okay. 
doesn't make sense, Keith. You just <laughs> stunningly you made sense right there. There you go. Because <laughs> if you get up, you hear a noise in the middle of the night. You yeah. grab your gun. Mm-hmm. You're not getting dressed in a I'm suit. Not changing. You're not clothes. putting your tie on, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to look nice for this intruder. Right. Is, yeah, this this is this is, make this a uh, formal. Uh, is the knot straight? Is my knot straight? Okay, yes. <laughs> I'll go out and meet him. Uh, so don't risk any of that, and you're going to save a lot of money through this process because you don't have to buy ammo, and then you don't have to do the range fees and the gas going to and from. This is awesome. It's itargetpro.com. It's the letter I, then targetpro.com. And when you use the offer code PAT, you'll save 10% on your purchase. So save money, save time, take your skill to the next level. Be prepared for whatever. Hopefully nothing will ever happen in your house. But if it does, you'll be ready. It's itargetpro.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. It's free speech Friday. Oh, and by the way, at uh, Pat Unleashed mm. from Ed Zactly. See in exactly. I see what he did. Ed Zactly. That's cute. That's, that's good. That's very good. Uh Ed tweets. So what's eco friendly about McD's food? There's nothing eco friendly about their food after I eat it. <laughs> Thanks for making your building eco friendly. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Tom says, when my daughter was young, I would take her for the nuggets, fries, and playground, not for solar panels and salads. That's a fair point. Certainly true. Mm-hmm. Right wing ninja one, uh, you only eat once a day. Like If you only eat once a day like me, you can eat Chick-fil-A every day, regardless of the calories. Oh, that's yeah, cute. That's, that's, that's really cute. That's hard to do, though. Yeah. I, I, and I used to try to, I used to do that. Just eat once a day and whatever I wanted. I eat a dozen times a day, just in small doses. That's another way to go, and, and doctors, I think, recommend that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> um, my wife had a stomach problem when I first met her, and so she would eat just little teeny amounts of meals, and I want to take her to dinner, and you know we're dating, and I'm like, oh, I can't eat that much. It's like a leaf. It's a salad. It's a, There's a... Leaf of lettuce, and then there's a piece of cheese next to it. Eat it and shut up. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to try that one. Get home tonight. Eat it and shut up. But she would eat these little teeny meals yeah. all during the course of the day. Yeah. It, and it's, I got her over it, though. Uh-huh. Eventually, I don't want to mischaracterize my diet plan. It's more like I'm a furnace, and I have to eat nonstop. I know. It's ridiculous. And so I'm that just... That pisses me off. I'm sorry. Your body's a furnace. So I actually do eat... Three meals a day with you stuff in between. So you're saying you've got a, just, a really good, fast-acting metabolism. Yeah. So. How we all hate you for that. I'm sorry. I hate I hate you with... And you producer Ron's me. telling me he has the same thing. You with all the intensity of a thousand white hot so burning suns. you hate me suns, for who I am. That's how much I hate you. This is who I am. I mean, I was born this way. Now I hate you with all the intensity of a million white hot burning suns. A million? Suns. Now it's up to a billion. One billion white hot burning suns. I use 12 to 15 sugar packs of coffee in my coffee in the morning. Now it's a trillion white hot burning suns. That's that's the intensity of the I really don't hatred. exercise much at all. Now it's a quadrillion... 
white hot burning suns. That's the intensity of my hatred for you right now. All right. Uh, Triple eight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 93. And of course, as we mentioned, uh, at Pat Unleashed also. Um, <clears throat> so Bradley Cooper is about to do. I, I like this guy. Me He's too. a really good actor. Seems like a good guy. I've and maybe I just haven't heard him spewing political rhetoric, but so far I've I've not heard him spew it, which is good because mm-hmm. I don't want it ruined. But um, <clears throat> he's about to do, and he's directing it. He's about to do a Star Is Born. You remember that movie with Barbara Streisand and and uh, Chris Christopherson? Mm. What? So for whatever reason, he's got this burning desire to remake it, and he said, <laughs> "What did I say? Did I not? Did no, I not say a, a Star a Is Born? Bur- oh no, I'm saying a burning desire to remake this flick with Barbara Streisand. Yeah, uh, as as your inspiration. That's- uh, although." Yeah, Barbara Streisand's little Pastor Peek and will uh-huh. not be starring in this particular uh-huh. version of it. <clears throat> but uh, Lady Gaga will. So oh. it's Bradley Cooper oh, interesting. in the Chris Christopherson role and Lady Gaga in the Barbara Streisand role. Great voice. Now, apparently, everybody's been... This has been talked about for a really long time. Everybody from Clint Eastwood to Beyonce has wanted to do this movie and nobody could get it done. Mm. And so, for whatever reason, it's been kind of this... On the shelf disaster waiting to happen in Hollywood, and he took it off the shelf and was like, "I'm going to do this. I, I've got a passion for this." And everybody's been warning him, "Don't, please, don't do this." Wow. He said, "People, uh, I had a lot of people tell me, please don't do this, Bradley. People I respect and who care about me, uh, I just knew this could be the end of everything if it doesn't work. It's like, yeah. who's this guy making the fourth version of this movie? Shut up already." But I still could not deny what I felt deep down. And that's why it was this movie. It sort of ignited something in me. The actor admits this is a story that's been building in him since his childhood. So on October 5th, this uh, will come out and we'll see what happens with uh, with Bradley Cooper's Good career. Good for him. And isn't that what... That's great when you're celebrity and your, um, I guess, wealth... You know your mm-hmm. your ability allows the, you to do this kind of stuff. Level. Yeah, then then this, then you get to do your dreams. He says he's wanted to do this since he was a kid. Yeah. I, when you started to read that story, I was laughing because I just don't think Bradley Cooper with this you know kind of genre. I know I don't either. And so uh, good for him that he's doing something that he has been passionate about for a long time. And uh, I hope it works out because I don't want to see this guy fail. I don't either. Um, and he, I I love him. I mean he's been great since uh, Alias, right? I mean that's when. Uh, that is yes. I, I loved him. He, in he that. was yeah. awesome in Alias. So anyway, I'm wow. I'm how long him. ago was that? Like 2004 ish. Oh, it was a simpler time. Oh, when we were just worried about terror attacks when, and anthrax, right? And whatnot. I mean, just a and simpler yet, time in America. And yet, it was. As you look back now, oh, I that know. Definitely was a simpler time. Oh, I know. I, and I wow. don't know if you recall this. And here comes Nerdville. But back in the day, I knew it was such a transformative time after the terror attacks that I was going to do this every year. And I only did it for 2002. I printed up every story we ever talked about in Houston that year. I printed up mm. and I have them in accordion folders in my garage. And I was like, I'm going to do this every year. I didn't realize <laughs> it was going to be so mammoth you know, of a collection yeah. after year one. Uh-huh. But I have gone back and I have read selected stories, randomly pulled them out of these folders and just read them and gone, oh my gosh. What a simpler time! Uh-huh. It like it's it's like leave it to Beaverville <laughs> compared to where we are now as a society, and that was post nine eleven. And it didn't 
feel like it to us at the time. No, at the time I we thought, that. what a crazy new reality. Oh my uh-huh. gosh. And now you go and just, I can randomly pick a story out and bring, I can bring five random stories from 2002. I'll bring them in on Monday for you. I will not look at them ahead of time. I will hand them to you and I'll say, here we go. Let me know what they say. And you'll look at them and I guarantee you, no matter what they're about, it will just seem like. And, and think about this. This time period, 15 years from now, will seem I know, that's the scary. same as 2002 seems to us now. That's what's scary. It, yeah. It'll probably be less than 15 years before this seems like a simpler time at the rate we're going, the trajectory we're on. I know. All right. So anyway, happy Friday to you. Yeah. And, um, and again, it is Free Speech Friday. You can come in right. on whatever you want. Uh, today it is, we're just, uh, you know, maybe there's something on your mind from a story earlier in the week or something that occurred to you today or whatever. 888 or maybe this is uh, your last day of work because you're getting into the, the business of selling facial cream, like mm-hmm. Laura Spencer. Yeah, i got to get on this train. Yeah, right? That and a YouTube channel. I mean, look how it worked out for Joanna Gaines. Um, look how it's working out now for Laura Spencer. At, at Good Morning America, I bet she makes, I don't know, six or seven million a year. But no, not it's enough. just too lucrative a business for her mm-hmm. to do both. And so she dropped Good Morning America to do the facial cream. Mm-hmm. You're never going to see her again on Good Morning America. It's over. It's over. She uh, made her choice, and ABC's pissed at her. Mm-hmm. I can't blame her. Can't but, blame I mean, her. look, I mean, when, when an opportunity comes along... you got to grab it. you got to. When you see a chance, you take it. 888 900 More Packer Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. In Europe, they don't have this problem. In Europe, they're much more sophisticated. In Europe, Norway right now is, uh, which has, by the way, one of the highest deadly drug overdose rates in Europe. They're going to test prescribing free heroin to the most serious drug addicts, you know, just to improve their living conditions. (laughs) To free heroin. That's a good idea. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, in Norway, that's like a socialist paradise. There's your example of socialism working. Norwegian Directorate for Health and Social Affairs has been tasked with proposing an experimental project to identify patients likely to benefit from the program. What do you want to bet? Jeffy's already booking a flight to Norway. That's where he is right now, man. He's over booking at flight. That's why we're not doing chewing the fat. He is right now booking a flight to Norway. Booking it. He's probably already He's probably on, the, on flight. the flight. Yeah, he's probably saw this story or something last night and he's like, I gotta I gotta get to Norway. <laughs> I gotta get some heroin. First of all. Uh, Look. <laughs> Health Minister uh, Bent Hoy said, We hope that this will provide a solution that will give a better quality of life to some addicts who are today out of our reach and whom current programs do not help enough. Mm-hmm. So in San Francisco, we're giving something like 5 million needles away to drug addicts every year. 5 million a year, 400,000 a month. And uh, <clears throat> then they provide a safe environment for which to inject that 
uh, substance into their veins. Now Norway is actually going to give you the free drugs. Man, I mean, I don't see how that is going to work out well for anyone. 888 Jesse in Pennsylvania. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey, Hey, Pat. Hi. Hey, well, you know, thinking about this NFL thing, you know, Major League Baseball has a very high percentage of minority players, and those guys stand for the anthem every game. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Fortunately, this hasn't infiltrated baseball. No, and and I I think that's kind of funny because you'd think, you know, they said 60% of the Joe population are minorities. Well, aren't there a lot of Latino players in baseball? Yeah. Or am I mistaken with that? No, there's there's a lot of Latino players in baseball. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. They they have a ton. Um, appreciate it, thanks, Jesse. In fact, I think they have a disproportionately low number of of uh, black players in base in Major League Baseball, and they're trying to do something about that. I remember, and this has been going on for quite a while, um, that blacks are not necessarily drawn to baseball, and they're trying to figure out why. How do we get more blacks into baseball? Well. Why is nobody talking about how to get more whites into basketball? <laughs> nobody cares about that. Huh. Okay, they just drift a different, a different way, or they don't have that propensity, or they don't have the interest, or they don't develop their skills enough. I don't know. Then there was a thing when we lived in Houston that they were concerned that there weren't enough blacks in NASCAR racing. They're like, okay, you know what we need to do? Were you there at the time when they were making this proposal? No. We need to, we need to, to build NASCAR ovals. In the inner city. Okay, now. Um, where are you going to put that? Huh, that'll be interesting. Oh, okay. I mean, there's so much land in the inner yeah. city. Yeah. just waiting to be developed. Uh-huh. So you're going to put you're gonna put a gigantic NASCAR track down in the middle of the city? Oh, I'd like to see how that works out for you. I got some fun stats on uh, baseball, rate by, broken down by race in Major League okay. Baseball. Um in 1947, when the color barrier was broken, right, mm-hmm. 98.3% of baseball players were white, okay? Mm-hmm. Less than 1% were African-American and so on. Okay. It looks like African-Americans hit their peak percentage uh, about 1984, or 1981, 18.7%. Yep, that looks like the highest number today, 6.7%. Yeah, I knew it was low. And that... Latinos are 274 Okay. Yeah, wow. White 63. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's more access to basketball courts where they live over baseball. Yeah, and I think that... Maybe it's too boring for them. I don't know. I think baseball has also started to look outside of America more and travel down to South America and sign more of these Latin American prospects. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Donald in Virginia. You're on the blaze. Hi. How do you guys feel about uh, the judge in the Paul Manafort case? Do you think he's swaying either direction? You know, the Manafort case has been so disinteresting to me. <laughs> you probably know more about the judge in that yeah. case well, than I do. Walk us through. <laughs> walk us through <laughs> the judge in the Manafort case. Where do you stand on that, Donald? Um, really, I, I, I don't know at the moment. Don't know? Yeah, well, we're, we're tied then. <laughs> You're in the right place. Because <laughs> we're like, you know what? Let's talk about football. <laughs> we are tied. Uh, thanks, Donald. Appreciate it. The Manafort thing, I'm just so done with him. I don't care about any of that. I don't care about Manafort, Roger Stone, all of those rejects from the Trump administration early on who were 
either just hangers on or trying to take credit or trying to benefit from him. I mean, Manafort making $60 million from Ukraine is mind-boggling to me. And what do you do for that money? Hmm. Hmm. What exactly, what did they get out of it? Oh, that's right. They got an invasion from Russia out of it. And they were taken over by the Russians. Hmm. Hmm. That's $60 million well spent, wasn't yeah, it? there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, and then I saw the headline. The only reason I know that there is any question about the judge was because I read the headline but wasn't in, interested enough to actually click on the story. I guess he had a couple of huddles with the attorneys this morning when the trial started and then called a recess and they're supposed to pick it up this afternoon. Okay. And uh, by then... Um, I'm going to be watching the Falcons play football tonight. Yeah, that is way more than I cared about hearing in that case. That's way more. Uh, Cameron in Idaho, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Um, I was just calling uh, regarding last Friday's Brushes with Greatness. Mm, Uh, I don't listen live. So um, I was deployed to Iraq in 2010-2011, and I had the uh, uh, great opportunity to be in the personal security detail for people between politicians, generals, and other famous people. Mm-hmm. The two people that I would want to bring up that I got to meet was um, Robin Williams. Oh, wow. And uh, Vice President Joe Biden. So, Interesting. Robin Williams is, yeah, so Robin Williams never turned it off. He was always hilarious. He was always extremely generous and nice. Okay. I couldn't say a bad thing about him. Um, and the first time we had him step into our vehicle to transport him somewhere, uh, Lance Armstrong was sitting across from him. And when he steps into the vehicle, he goes, wait a minute, you mean i got to sit next to the uniballer? Uh, he just never, he never stopped being funny. <laughs> and, uh, That's great. Uh, yeah, with, with, with Joe Biden, the guy um, is definitely how he seems on TV. He, we had these vests, uh, bulletproof vests that you put on, right? Mm-hmm. And he kept putting his on backwards. And I thought that was difficult since there was like a name tag and stuff on it. And it would end up on his back. So our lieutenant actually tried to help him by holding it up one of the times so that all he had to do was step into it. Yeah. But what he does is he steps in and then turns around so that it still ends up backwards on him. So I don't know if there's any photographs of Joe Biden in a in a vest on backwards, but is I know he, I thought a few things. Wow. Was he on the sauce? Wow. I mean, we've seen uh, proof. No, I just, I, I just think he just, hmm. I don't know, only... Just I don't know. Maybe stupid. He was just always thinking about yeah, <laughs> Joe being Joe. <laughs> Very quick. Yeah, Joe being Joe. That's what I would definitely say. Uh, interesting. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Cameron. Uh, Joe claims he doesn't drink. He doesn't touch the stuff. Okay. So I don't know. Well, he sure is handsy. I'll tell you that. Then. He's very handsy. You mean he should have an excuse, but yeah. apparently, nope, it's just Joe being Joe. And the Robin Williams thing, that's what I universally hear about the guy is, you know, he was always on. He was always funny. He was seemingly, you know, the life of every party. And then when you see what happened toward the end and you hear what his life was like and how he had this degenerative brain disease and changed him completely and altered his personality and just really so sad, so sad. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about this before, I think, that. Toward the end, he you know he was doing the movie. I forget what movie it was. Didn't do very well, and uh, he went to the makeup person who did all the makeup for the movie set. He said, "I just I can't, I can't remember my lines. I can't concentrate. I just can't focus. I don't know what's wrong with me." She said, "Well, you know what you need, Robin, is you should go back out on the road 
and do a comedy tour, and that'll get your creative juices flowing again. He said, yeah, I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I can't do it anymore. I don't know how to be funny anymore. So the brain disease had you know, kind of taken that from him, that ability to be so spontaneous and funny and effervescent and flowing. Sad story. Yeah. Um, 888-933-93. But I've heard in virtually every single case of anybody who's run into him, and I, I never have, mm-hmm. but, but he's just a really genuine, uh, was, was a really nice guy. Um, all right. Some consequences of the trade war have come home to a small town in Arkansas to roost. Mm-hmm. Chinese company's announcement two years ago that they would spend more than a billion dollars and hire hundreds of workers for a paper mill on the outskirts of a teeny little Arkansas town, Arkadelphia. They were going to get this big shot in the arm from the Chinese, uh, but apparently now, because of the dispute, China's like, "Eh, no, we're not going to do that anymore. So the threat of the full-blown trade war has delayed the project further, prompted the state's governor to send his development team to china to try to get it back on track it's also caused other chinese companies considering investment in arkansas to put their plans on hold this is the domino effect of the trade war this is why we hate tariffs they don't work out well for us uh stephen bell the president chief ceo of uh, arkadelphia area chamber of commerce said it's like a dark cloud hanging over the project uh Right now, the clouds are off on the horizon, but I think no one knows where the trade situation is going right now. So if this is all just a big negotiating plan, a big negotiating ploy, all right, let's turn it around here now. Maybe it's time. (laughs) Maybe maybe here we go and we we say, okay, no, we're just kidding. This is off. And this small town in Arkansas, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like it's only happening there. This is the story that there's a news item about. This probably is happening in many places it around is, the yeah. country, and yeah. it's going to have a cumulative effect. And who knows? I mean, two years from now, uh, if towns like this that were counting on certain trade policies being what they were, mm-hmm. it could be some uh, consequences at the ballot box if this thing doesn't turn around quickly. Mm-hmm. Hate to see that happen. Yeah. So this would be the time for the president to spring that trap on his negotiation, negotiating ploy yeah. right here, right yep. now. Let's do it. Do it. Okay, I'm into it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Wayne is a founder of uh, Bomb Shot Lip Balm, and um, his lips got sunburned all the time. Maybe you go through that as well. And then in the winter time, oh gosh, the wind and oh, oh. the wind and the cold and the dryness—that's coming. It's not that far away. It's kind of interesting in a humid environment. My body really, I, while I hate the humidity, my body just soaks it up. And so when it's humid outside, I can breathe. Everything's fine. When it dries up in the in the winter time, I'm a mess. Mm-hmm. My sinuses are clogged. I I uh, I can't breathe. And it, uh, my lips start to crack with the cold and the, and the wind because it gets so dry. So that's the time when lip balm, bomb shot lip balm comes in. Wayne looked around for a product that would help him, and none of them did. They were just all inferior, and they'd wind up a gooey mess in his pocket at the end of the day, which is why he created this really cool shotgun shell-looking container to hold it. And then, more importantly, though, the product inside is fantastic, and everybody loves this stuff. 
You just can't believe how universally loved this product is. Every hand it touches, they're like, oh, I need more of that. Get me more of that. Love it. No, get your own. Go go to bombshot.com. Use the promo code PAT. And when you buy a two-pack, you'll get a third for free. When you buy the four-pack, you'll get a fifth free. And then when you buy the six-pack, they're going to throw in a free Bombshot logo baseball hat. So you buy six, you get a free hat, plus free shipping. It's B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. Bombshot.com. Promo code PAT. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. By the way, I've been looking forward to seeing the movie A Quiet Place for so long because I heard such great things about yeah. it. And then it came out on uh, on demand a few weeks ago. And what they do with on demand is uh, when it first comes out, it's like, we're on early release now. So if you'd like to see this, you must buy it and pay $80 for the copy. No. I'm, Stupid. I'm not doing that. So you got to wait for it to not be a uh, early release or whatever. And then, you know, you can rent it for five ninety nine. Uh We finally did last night. And it, I, what a disappointment that movie. Oh, Am I the only really? one who doesn't like that? I haven't that? seen it yet. I thought I'm it was kind of lame. Uh, Hated the end. And okay. uh, it never really explained how any of this took place or what this is or what's going on. Yeah, I don't understand. This yeah, dang story, it. Yeah. I, was, I was bummed. Hmm. Uh, but... Is there anything good that comes out this weekend? Are there big new... We still have, I think, a few big movies to be released. I just I can't remember. One of them is the, the one I'm looking forward to most that I've seen a trailer for just once. And that's the new movie about Queen. Freddie Mercury yeah, when's that come Queen. Out? I think in November. Oh, you know what I'm looking forward to? I gotta wait till Christmas, though. It's that uh, Ruth Bader... <laughs> Can't oh. wait for that one, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg right. flick. I mean, that's right. we are going to get together for that, right? Like, hey, Missy, party? do you know that the woman, the word woman, never appears in the U.S. Constitution? Neither does the word freedom, Your Honor. She nailed him. She nailed him. She really, really nailed him. Oh, so pathetic. I will not be watching that at all. Unless I'm tied to a chair. And the other one, I saw that the other one about her. She's got two movies out. One's a documentary called RBG. The the documentary's on demand right now. I think it went straight to video release or whatever. Oh, it's and in my queue, I'm sure. Yeah, you, you've got to watch that. I'm not going to, but uh-huh. you should. Okay. Wait, <laughs> you, you do hate you me. You really should, Keith. No, you should see no, it. No, it sounds like... For the show's right. sake. For the show's sake. Yeah. Why do you hate me so much? <laughs> I don't. I just want you to do your job and be successful at it. That's all. Okay. So, yeah, you should watch mm-hmm. RBG, because riveting? Mm. Red, blue, green? Mm. Is that what it stands for? Uh, either that or 
Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Oh, I'm dumb. I should have yeah. seen that. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Didn't see that were... coming, did you? That was so obvious. Ugh, I'm so dumb. Oh, man. Sorry. 888 Brazil has set a new record that I think their families are probably proud. Um, it's the world murder record <laughs> that they previously owned and have now bettered. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, this place is unbelievable. We've mentioned that like 17,000 murders last year in the United States. Population 325 million. In Bra- okay, so 17,000 for 300 million, 320. In Brazil, which has what, 180, 200 million people? Something like that. 63,880 people murdered in Brazil last year. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. What is going on? Yeah, 207 million. Yep. 68, you said, thousand? 68, no, 63,000. 63,000. 880. Okay. Oof. Rapes were also up 8% to 60,018. I mean, I. uh, One of the residents that they spoke to for the article said, I'm terrified to even leave my house. Three of my nephews already moved out of the country to get away from the violence. Um, so, you know, the other problem that creates is Brazilians coming across the border. I mean, if they're, do, do you offer them asylum because of all the violence? Because that's what they're saying. We need asylum somewhere else. Somebody help us. It's, it's a really tough situation. And what we should have done a long time ago was worked with these countries to help them improve themselves so that they could deal with their own issues. But they can't and they don't. And so it turns out to be our issue. Well, I mean, at least we have a wall, though, blocking us from the rest of the world. Right, except for no. Oh. Uh, we don't. Okay. But other than that, you're exactly right. Yeah. Other, other than, than that. being the opposite of what you just said. <laughs> It's pretty accurate. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a discussion at home. So I don't know. We should be looking for a... Maybe we all become refugees of this whole planet. I'm not sure. Um, 888-933-93. And then, of course, as we mentioned earlier this week, there's that uh, telescope that's picking up these yeah. new mysterious sounds from deep space. They don't know exactly what it is. But there's a new radio telescope in Canada that's... Uh, picking up really cool, mysterious signals from deep space known as fast radio bursts. And one of the last they caught was at a frequency of 580. Well, that's AM modulation, 580. That's that's AM radio. So maybe they're just sending us one of their you know broadcasts of one of their fabulous... Radio stations. Maybe it's. I like, don't know. Yeah. What kind of sports do you think they play in outer space? Maybe it's a broadcast of a game of some sort. It might happening. be. It might be. Uh, who knows? We should. We should tune over there mm-hmm. and uh, find five eighty. Good morning, Alpha Centaurians. It's a beautiful morning this morning. High of 637 degrees this afternoon, cooling to a very pleasant 486 below zero overnight. Those are, of course, Celsius readings, so there's absolutely no way of knowing what any of that means. It could be burn us alive hot, or it could be so cold it's going to freeze one of our seven suns. I don't know. 
But don't worry, in the meantime, we got the best hits of the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, all morning long right here at Alpha Satori's number one hit music station, the mighty 580 AM. Huh. That's cool. Interesting broadcast. I that is... <laughs> what time? When's that huh. show on? I... I guess in the morning he kept saying good morning. So <laughs> when does it air here? Like I mean, it might have been morning when he broadcast it, but there's so many light years away. That's true. Yeah, I, I can't do the math on it. I don't know. I want I to live know. there. <laughs> I want to commute with that radio show going. Seemed on. like I, now again he said they were Celsius temperature, so I, I don't know. But that seemed like a very varied, diverse uh, temperature range that they have, which and a very it, very diverse musical range as well. <laughs> A lot of decades. Well, we don't know their musical artists from the 20s. It could be the same stuff they're listening to today. I don't know. I don't know. Like here, yes, our music evolved. But did it there? I don't know. Did, I don't know. did, did, did our music here evolve or devolve? <laughs> but, you know, that's something that Space Force needs to look into, is where that show is originating. We also didn't find out if they do traffic and weather together every three minutes on the fours. So maybe we'll tune back again some other day. That doesn't even work. See what's in there. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More pack Ray unleashed is uh, inevitable. Yeah. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. You want something powerful right now? Just to start the hour with something incredibly powerful. Yes. Something that can't be topped. Something that can't be denied. Hmm. You are going to be blown away. The word woman does not appear even once in the U.S. Constitution. Nor does the word freedom. Your Honor. Booyah! Down. What a beatdown of a United States Supreme Court justice. Put that in your pipe, your honor. Oh, he was so arrogant and hateful. I mean, the, did you see how you hear yeah. how he said the, the word contempt. woman? Mm-hmm. Oh, the contempt. Dripping. Dripping with enmity. Wow. The word woman doesn't even appear once in the U.S. Constitution, Missy. Neither does the word freedom, your honor. Booyah! Woo! Wow! Wait, hold on. Powerful? You time, bet. Time out, Pat. You bet. Well, okay. Don't bother looking. You no, know, I've got the ru- I've got the rule book. The rule book for the United States. You know it's not there. What? It can't be. It can't be found. It's just not. It's just not so, there. It's right. It's right there. Where I was it's pointing. just okay. It's right there. Okay. But that's. I mean, please. Every word in the Constitution isn't freedom, is it? Okay, well, <laughs> the, I, is every word in the Constitution freedom? No. 
Um, why? Because yeah. they didn't care very much about freedom. That's why. So I lose this argument. Yeah, you lost. Booyah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so we have to wait for that fabulous movie till I think November. No, Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas. Like, wow, dang. Most people will be waiting for Christmas for the gifts and Santa visits and all that stuff. We'll be waiting for the Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie. That's what I'm waiting for. Oh, man. Merry Christmas to me. You kidding me? Something today, though, starts that I've never heard of called The Meg. You know what that's about? No. <laughs> A big shark is like Jaws. <laughs> 18 or whatever. Yes! A massive creature attacks a deep-sea submersible, leaving it disabled and trapping the crew at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. With time running out, rescue diver Jonas Taylor must save the crew and the and the ocean itself What? Whoa! from this unimaginable threat, a 75-foot-long prehistoric shock. Shark, not shock. Megalodon. Yeah, Megalodon. Oh, the Meg! Yeah, see? The Meg. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. That's, that's the name of the movie. My bad. The Meg. You got to know that's quality. Jason Statham's in it. Hell, he's saving the ocean. <laughs> Never mind the crew. You just said he, saved, he has to the save ocean. the ocean, too. Right. Uh, and he does. Can you imagine the world without oceans? Because hopefully this guy... Well, the shark, uh, I guess, could drink it all or whatever because he's so big. Is that what's what we're worried about? No. <laughs> He'll eat everything in it and then drink the water afterwards just to wash it all down. <laughs> yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Bob in Utah. Hi, you're on the blaze. Yeah, you were talking a little bit earlier about uh, uh, Robin Williams and his personality. Oh yeah, I had worked with him uh, on Popeye back in seventy eight and seventy nine. I was a really. I was a crew member. That's pretty cool. Uh, was that filmed in Utah or was that somewhere else? At, you were <laughs> not hardly Utah. I was filmed in Malta. Okay, uh, so. Yeah, what was your experience like with Robin Williams then? Well, I was on the effects crew, and mm-hmm. uh, so when we would have to work with him to to put gags together, particularly the ones that he had to physically do, mm-hmm. and uh, he was almost non-communicative. He was hard to talk to. Oh, really? Until about, yeah, until about four or five people showed up. Then he went into his shtick. <laughs> So he needed to have an audience before he was going to get into well, stuff. Yeah, he was yeah. really, really quiet as we were working with him to show him how to do the physical gags and what and mm-hmm. work things out. And But he needed an audience before he turned on. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. Well, I'll teach Good. you to show up for work early, Bob. Right? You know, you should be late like everybody else. And bring people with you. Mm-hmm. Then you get a little performance out of the guy. There you go. Uh, also, videos are circulating now on social media showing crowds of Iranian protesters taking to the streets, chanting, not death to America, death to the dictator, death to Khomeini, death to Rouhani, and and the Islamic regime must get lost. Oh, yeah. Wow. Nice. Love it. Um, you remember back in 2009, some of this stuff started to percolate and obama didn't make any gesture toward them didn't offer help didn't offer assistance didn't give them a little push give them a little nudge they were too busy nudging us the american people into what they wanted to do well we better be doing it now hopefully the trump administration is doing something now because even though we got out of the treaty we're reimposing the sanctions on them 
it's not us the people are chanting about. It is their own leadership, which has been so awful, oppressive, and uh, despicable for so many years. For them to turn on the supreme leader, the Khomeini, wow, that is... I love it. That's amazing. I love it. And I wish, and I said this over the weekend, when Trump was tweeting, you know, LeBron James and Don Lemon are dumb, mm-hmm. I was like, can you tweet to yeah. the How about Iranian Iran? people? Can you just, Iran. please? Yeah. Or has he even tweeted about the New Mexico situation with the Islamic extremists teaching 1 to 15-year-olds how to shoot people in schools. I mean, that would be something you might want to deal with as the president, too. But honestly, think about this. If Iran falls during his presidency, you will have to say his pulling out of that horrible deal that Obama saddled him with, mm-hmm. right? That, yep. that, that helped. Him tweeting his support, uh, the leader of the free world, that had to help. Mm-hmm. So let's latch on to that and let's focus our energies there instead of NBA players. Ye- or NFL. Or, or NFL. Whatever. I was talking about LeBron. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, NFL yes. play. Instead NFL, of sports, instead NBA, of late night talk show hosts, all of it. Yeah. let's tweet support to the Iranian masses who might be this close to toppling a regime and just need ding, to help push it over. Let's do this. It's quite a concept, Keith. I'm not sure I understand was it. Was it the dink that got Yeah, you? That's, that's what really drove it home. Dink. Really drove it okay. home. 888 <laughs> Last night on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Kanye West showed up, and uh, it's kind of interesting. He's facing the music because he, he's been tweeting good things about Trump. And, of course, his fan base, uh, that's dangerous stuff. This is a bold, brave move by Kanye West. He's going against everything that people tell him, uh, as he outlined uh, last night on the show. Everyone around me tried to pick my candidate for me Mm -hmm. and then told me every time I said I like Trump that I couldn't say it out loud or my career would be over. I get kicked out the black community because blacks are we're supposed to have a monolithic thought. We can only like we can only be Democrats and all. So um, it even when I said it right before I went to the hospital and I expressed myself and Mm -hmm. When I came out, I had lost my confidence. So I didn't have the, the confidence to take on the world and the possible backlash. And it took me a year and a half to have the confidence to stand up and put on the hat, no matter what the consequences were. Wow. And what it represented to me is not about policies, and because I'm, I'm not a politician like that, but it, represent, it represented overcoming fear yeah. and doing what you felt, no matter what anyone said, and saying, you can't bully me liberals can't nice. bully me news can't bully me the hip-hop community they can't bully me because at that point if i'm afraid to be me i'm no longer yay that's what makes yay and i actually quite i quite enjoy when people uh, actually are mad at me about certain things you must like, enjoy it yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I actually quite enjoy it because your wife was mad at you right i mean according to your song your wife was upset about that Right or wrong, or even if I changed my mind about it or thought about it more, which I'm not saying I did, just place a thought out there uh-huh. that everyone's not thinking sometimes. Galileo, they okay. want to chop his head off for saying that the earth, uh, that what, what do you say, the, the, the sun revolved around the earth, uh, right. vice versa. 
You know, so when you have modern, yes. but the sun, futuristic, yeah, but yeah. the, but yeah. I'm not concerned yeah. about the specifics, sir. Right, right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So great. <laughs> Other than the one S, but there is no F in the word Earth. Oh yeah. Oh, now I know what he was safety talking. Okay. Too. Yeah. Now I know what he's talking. About. I couldn't. I was like, what is Earth? No, no F in Earth. Got it. So other than that, that I mean, seriously, seriously that's yes. that should be applauded. <laughs> yep. How can you disagree with any of that? Why should you be bullied into believing something that everybody else does? You shouldn't. And they're the ones who are always yelling about the bullying thing. And that's what that's all they do all day is bully people. Mm. Can I take issue with one thing? Sure. Please don't mm-hmm. do the yay thing. The yay. Please, please yeah. don't call yourself yay. Is that what he calls himself? Yeah, it's yay. It's not Kanye. It's just yay. It's just yay. yay for yay sure. Yay being yay. Yeah, hey, that's just yay. Yeah. Wait, what? I'm, uh, I'm not <laughs> Keith. I am... I'm th- Who are you, Pat? At. Oh, hi, at. Yeah. I'm th- mm-hmm. Or I'm just t- Maybe just t- I don't know. Yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah, we're, yeah, just play with it and see what sticks. I mean, know? he's the hip guy. He knows what to do, so. Yay, he is. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> uh, he was introduced as one of the most talented people on earth. Mm-hmm. Didn't he write a song about yeah. poop or something? I mean, we got to I mean, Beavis and Butthead's favorite song, no doubt. I, I don't but, know. Uh, you, you tell me. Uh, Poopy-dee-scoop. Scoop-dee-dee-whoop. Mm-hmm. Whoop-dee-scoop-dee-poop. Poop-dee-scoop-dee-scoop-dee-whoop. Right. Yeah. Whoopy-dee-scoop-whoop-poop. dee whoop scoop scoop Poop-dee-whoop. Scoop-dee-dee-whoop. Wow. Whoop-dee-dee-scoop. Powerful. Whoop-dee-dee-scoop-poop. That's pretty good right here. Yeah. Check that out. You ever written anything that powerful? No. No, you haven't. So That's a good point. I have not written a song about poop. No, you haven't. Or anything that even comes close to being, again, that powerful. In a while, I mean. <laughs> it's been a while since you I know, wrote a song about poop. Such a great moment for him last night on Kimmel. It just reminded me of the other super, super famous or infamous uh, Kanye appearance during the telecast where we were raising money. For the victims of of uh, of the hurricane in New Orleans, Katrina. Yes, and he was standing up there with uh, Mike Myers, and Mike Myers is you know reading the script and trying to be a good soldier, and standing there right next to uh, Kanye. And uh, there's now over 25 feet of water where there was once city streets and thriving neighborhoods. Oh. I hate the way they portray us in the media. If you see a black family. It says they're looting. Uh-huh. See a white family, it says they're looking for food. Okay, at this point, Michael Myers is just starting to squirm. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's like, a, a dude, that's not on the script. What are, you, what are you doing? And you know, it's been five <laughs> days because most of the people are black. Mm-hmm. And even for me to complain about, I would be a hypocrite because I've tried to turn away from the teacher TV because it's too hard to watch. I've even been shopping before even giving a donation. So now I'm calling my business manager right now to see what's, what is the biggest amount I can give. And, and just to imagine if I was, if I was down there and those are, those are my people down there. So anybody out there that wants to do anything that we can help with, with the setup, the way America is set up to help right. the, um, sure. uh, the poor, Right. The, the okay. black people, the, the black uh, people. 
Every, let's, everybody let's like as such as. Let's as slow as possible. Yeah. I mean, this is, Red Cross is doing everything they can. We, we sure. already realize a lot of the people that could help are at war and, okay. right now, and, fighting another way. And they, they, but, they've given them permission to go down and shoot us. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, where's that on the screen? Wait. And subtle, but in even many ways more <laughs> profoundly devastating. Is the I love this. He goes right back to the teleprompter. <laughs> no acknowledgement of anything that was said. Uh, as some people are starting to... <laughs> just to- They've been authorized to go down and shoot us. Yeah. Lasting damage to the survivors' will mm-hmm. to rebuild and remain in the area. The destruction of the spirit this of the people of southern Louisiana and Mississippi may mm-hmm. end up being the most tragic loss of all. George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> Wait. Please what? call. What? <laughs> and then they finally cut his mic and they go to uh, Chris Tucker. It's so amazing. So he's... I mean, he's changed a lot since then, apparently. And I'm being serious. I think he's taken like speech lessons or something, like he has a, a speech yeah, coach he's or somebody much smoother. Yeah, better he, speaker. He's making sense. He's not just ranting and raving. Yeah, he saves that for the recording studio, apparently. Apparently. Um, but uh, you know, he's gonna interesting. You think he's running for president? He's talking about I, it. I don't know. Maybe now, he may not run against Trump. I mean, that's his. Favorite this candidate. This right guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fascinating guy, though. 888 We'll get right back to the phones here in a second. Let me tell about Earth Water. Uh, Earth Water is improving people's lives. This is a 100% natural beverage, and it puts nutrients back into your diet. You can't taste the difference. It's just different because it has over 70 trace minerals. I love it. Really unique. Uh, boosts your energy level. Helps rebuild your immune system. It reduces your stress level. Improves your memory and focus. And helps get toxins out of your body. There's a whole bunch of great benefits uh, from this water. Earth water. It's unlike anything else on the market right now. And there's a great opportunity. If you want if you want to become an Earth water affiliate, um, you could reserve your position right now in the network marketing tree with direct-to-market model. When it's launched later this year, and you'll establish yourself as an Earthwater brand ambassador. Then when you start selling these things to your friends, your family, your neighbors, or whoever, they're going to pay you a 40% weekly commission. That is huge. 40% on all orders placed by your customers. To join Team Earthwater, go to theblaze.com or theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Okay, try it today. Sign up at theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where uh, Tom tweets concerning the Megalodon movie, The Big Shark. It's mm-hmm. called The Meg because Jaws wasn't big enough. No, this thing's seventy five feet long. <laughs> anyway, he says maybe we can get the big shark to eat the plastic island. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah, you mean the non existent? Plastic island, the island of garbage or whatever, and the the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which doesn't exist. I thought it was the size of Texas. 
even though there's a pl- it's double the size of Texas. oh double yeah this is more like Alaska and then some hmm. uh but the floating island of trash dubbed the Great Pacific garbage patch now stretches get this oh six hundred thousand square miles that's a lot right that seems like a lot to me an elaborate plan masterminded by a college dropout to help rid the ocean of a Texas-sized, double the Texas size, <laughs> garbage will <laughs> kick off next month. While it sounds promising, some experts express concern about the impact it could have on marine life. Uh, Dutch inventor Boyan Slat, 24-year-old CEO of a, of a business called The Ocean Cleanup, uh-huh. spearheading a huge project to clear a floating island of trash, dubbed the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which which now stretches 600,000 square miles between California and Hawaii. No, oh, stop it. Um, even left-wing websites have already debunked this stupid thing that doesn't exist. There is no Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Show me the photo of it. Show it to me. If it stretches for 600,000 square miles, you've got to have numerous photos of this. Yeah. I want to see them. Yeah, Mad Mike Hughes could have taken a picture when he went to space in his little rocket. But see, we didn't get that either. Nope. Hmm. Uh, the plan involves a 2,000-foot-long U-shaped contraption uh, that will float on top of the water using a screen attached below to collect plastic and other de- debris the floating barrier will then concentrate the plastic garbage at a central point where it can be fished out of the water and shipped back to dry land for recycling. Huh. Huh. So you're inventing something huh. for, for something, something that, that doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. That's good. That's Way to go there, CEO. Was it, you're, you're not a CEO. You live in your parents' basement, and you have a little <laughs> computer program that you drew this thing on. Was it Slate Magazine? The Slate Online thing? Yeah, Was it, is so. that who demunked? It said, okay... It's fictitious. Yep, and you know what? I think you're, you don't need me to tell you this, but you're going to be tweeting out the story that debunks this. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you're right. I didn't need you to tell me what I'm tweeting and what I'm not mm-hmm. as I multitask. Does that scare you how I, I live in your mind? Uh, it's, it is a little frightening. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-900-3393. We, well, also, there's a couple other shark stories that we'll get to in a second here, but uh, I want to talk to Becky in California. You're on the blaze. Hi, Becky. Hi. Hey. Um, I was calling about the other day. You were talking about how banks take information from different places on the web. Oh yeah, I, including Facebook. I know that. Include. I know it's true because uh-huh. I happen to work in a bank, and we have a program that this bank paid millions of dollars for. So when a transaction comes in before, if you want to cash a check before I can give you that cash it throws up a question that I'm supposed to ask you. And the reason that we know this is because it was doing things like talk to this person about a money market and we're all looking and it's, they've got like $10 in their account. Money markets are created for people who have money that can just sit and they don't need to touch. person with $10 can't do that. Right. And the response we got was we take this information from all over the web. So we know if they have money in another bank. Oh my gosh. Home loans. Home loan. So it'll just throw up a thing saying, talk to them about a home loan. And I think that's odd. Why would I just randomly talk to this person about a home loan? Because they know if you've gone online and applied somewhere for a home loan. Oh, man. 
Not good. Wow. I, Not good. I don't like it. I uh, don't uh. do it. When it says, ask them for their email, I don't care. I'll ask you for your email. But when it starts with questions like that, I don't do it. Good for you. I think when you come to especially a drive through you want to get your money and go. You don't want to have a 20-minute conversation about That's for sure. mortgages and money markets. But yes. anyhow, I know That's- it's true. That's kind of chilling. Uh, appreciate that. Thanks, Becky. Yeah, and you know one thing. Wow. Yeah, she's been uh, direct messaging me on Twitter, and uh, I believe this is the program she called Rosie. They they call it mm. Rosie after the Jetsons. Uh, oh, maid. really? Yeah. I, I spooky, right? Yes. I don't like it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And did we sign off on that? Is it is that some one of the things that we that we uh, put our autograph to when? You know, they got 80 pages of disclaimers uh, for every account that you open. It must be in there somewhere, right? You bet it is. Hey, we can gather all kinds of information on you on the uh, web, and we're going to use it uh, to offer you stuff. Wow. Amazing. Uh, Evan, in California, you're on The Blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Great hey. to talk to you. And you too. You were talking earlier, you wanted feedback on how people feel about Donald Trump and I'm really torn because, you know, on one hand, I like a lot of what he's doing and the policies and what he's trying to. Yeah. But on the other hand, because of his personality and the tweets and everything and the comments, he still deserves to be Grand Nozzle in the Douchebag Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you're torn then. Right? Absolutely. Which? Absolutely torn. What feeling do you lean most towards, do you think? Can you put your finger on it? It really varies. Yeah, it does for me, too. The. uh, it's the when he supports the you know people trying to overturn the government in Iran. I go, yeah, go Donald. Mm-hmm. And then he tweets something really moronic about <laughs> football players, and I go, douchebag. Yeah, it's it is it's hard. You're right. Thanks, Evan. I mean, I I was honestly trying to assess my feelings when that study was released about how warm your feelings are on a scale of one to or zero to a hundred. Um. Most Republicans are right around the level of warm feelings, and in some cases, very warm feelings for Donald Trump. But they said one in five people have soured on him since the election. I never talked to those people. Mm -mm. Have they? Really? Hmm. Wow. Okay. But it is hard to assess because it does changes. It changes on a minute by minute basis. Yep. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Free speech Friday. Whatever's on your mind. Uh, Jonathan in Illinois, you're on the Blaze. Hi, Pat. Hey. I figured out what the uh, noise was that they're picking up on the radio. Oh, uh, from space. Yes. What is it? It's a Tesla car <laughs> with the AM radio. Ah. Uh, Gray unleashed. Okay, you. May ex- be exactly right. Well, see, 
That's you kind may of a letdown be now. right. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. That's too bad. Because it would be pretty far from from the Earth now, because it's been traveling for a couple months, I think. Isn't it going right? around Mars, though? I think it's just going around Mars. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's not, it's just on the way to Mars. It's not there yet. But, oh, uh, my bad. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, maybe it is that. Hmm. Do they have AM radios in Teslas anymore? <laughs> I don't even know. 888 uh, Also, uh, CNN reporter <laughs> kind of confirmed everything that the president says about CNN. Yeah. This is so irritating. Um, went to Sturgis, South Dakota, to investigate why biker culture is so pro-Trump. Oh, what an in-depth, brilliant thing to study. Oh, this it's ought to be fair and balanced, great. right? Well, you know it's going to be. Uh, because it's coming from CNN. Mm-hmm. And as we said earlier in the week, CNN is now worse than MSNBC. I think so. I, I think they've gone over the edge. It's really strange. They used to be like a midpoint between Fox and and uh, MSNBC on the left. And they were kind of closer to the left, but still much more moderate than they are today. And now they, they, they're, they're even... They're so, you want to point out the president's claim that they're fake news... They don't even know what month it is in Colorado, as we learned yesterday. <laughs> right. I mean, there's just got problems over there. But this, uh, this is infuriating, the, the, the way they started this report. Let's take a look at uh, how they started the report. All right, let's go on a ride to Sturgis, South Dakota, where millions have gathered for the world's largest motorcycle rally. A lot of folks there are Trump voters, so we sent our CNN correspondent, Bill Weir, to ask them to weigh in on the president and his politics. They rumble in from all points on the compass, and for one week each summer, this little town of 7,000 explodes to half a million. But this is one city that looks nothing like the rest of America. You can go hours without seeing a person of color. In Sturgis, a minority is a white guy on a foreign bike. There. Uh, so? What, what a weird thing to start with. Okay, you're in Sturgis, South Dakota. Are you under the impression that that is a, a minority stronghold? Just trying to <laughs> sow the seeds of discord in America. Oh, my gosh. Of course Sturgis, South Dakota is a white place. Everybody knows that. So, hold on a Are, second. But here's the thing. Yeah. They're not stopping people at the border of Sturgis, South Dakota, and, and telling you to turn around if you're of a different color. It's people of color not choosing to live there, kind of like I've done. Many white people have also chosen not to live in Sturgis, South Dakota. <laughs> and, and this is an event Jeez. based on motorcycles. I'm sorry if that's a hobby that white people have taken to, but where's your CNN report at uh, Freaknik that's- in Atlanta? Huh? That's a black gathering. Right? And, and then, you know, where, where, where's your report there? Where are the white people? And then, you know what you would do? If you did that report, you would blame white people for not showing up there. Why aren't white people coming to this? Well, why don't you do the same here if you're going to... Why, why do we constantly have to find ways to divide ourselves? I'm so sick of this. And CNN, really bad kudos job. to you on that one. You know, that's terrible. Yeah, really bad job. I, uh, the racial divide just keeps getting wider because... Of people like this and reports like that on CNN. And no person of color would be turned away from Sturgis if that's what you're implying. No, no one would mm-hmm. be made to feel uh, uh, uncomfortable or unwelcome there. So stop it. Stop trying to divide us, CNN. You're not helping. 
What you should be doing is talking to black people and Hispanics about why why don't you move to Sturgis, South Dakota? If you're so concerned about them not leave, living there, perhaps they'd mention something like, I don't know, I don't like it when it's 35 below zero in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. You might find that out. Uh, you know what? There's not a lot for me to do in Sturgis, South Dakota. They, I, they don't have the kind of stuff I like to do there. I mean, that Chris, I hear that. Chris Rock made the point. Why don't black people play hockey? Well, it's cold out there. <laughs> Maybe that's the same thing that they're thinking about South Dakota. I don't know. Everything doesn't mean racism. Thank you. When will we get around to that and just let it go? Everything doesn't mean racism. But wow, from the very first moment of that report, he's trying to... He's trying to stoke the racial divide in this country. Ugh. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, maybe it's Sturgis, South Dakota, that that Texas family that pissed off the shark in Texas should have moved to. Ah, it'd be yes. safer. Inland. They would be safer than moving to the East Coast like they did. Some Texas family left the East Coast, and Pico the shark followed them there. Yeah, that's. He was off the coast of Texas. He got tagged. Yep. He's gone some five thousand miles by look now. This. Look at look at this route. I mean, got it here on the Blaze TV. Look at circuitous. This. At first, he was extremely determined, and you see him making a pretty yeah. consistent beeline for the most part. Yep. Then he crosses land. When he crossed the land <laughs> yeah. on Florida, got a ride. That was across. a warning sign. That was a warning. I'm pissed, <laughs> and I'm gonna get there. I, and I'm it's, getting there. And then he started heading north. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So, can we scroll up yeah, to so where? Look at him today. Look, look at the latest. Where is he today? Now he's just like he's lost his mind. He's zigzagging all he's over lost. the place. He, let's, let's admit it. He just won't stop and ask for directions. Look at this. He's off. If you if you're not uh-huh. if you're listening on Blaze Radio, he he got up about even uh, with New Jersey, and then he just started zigzagging and stuff. He faked out Long Island. He doubled back like he was going toward Maryland, and now he's headed out to the northeast, uh, out toward Europe. And then he's like, "Not nah, now. I'm going due south." He doesn't I mean, know what he's doing right now. He doesn't know what he's. He's insane. Unless he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's just faking out that family, making mm-hmm. them feel comfortable. It's like, I'm going to zigzag all over the place. Then they're going to think, I'm not after them. And then when they get comfortable enough to go to the shore, mm-hmm. I'm coming for them. He's killing that's time. when I eat them. He's killing time till Labor Day weekend. He's like, I know that they're going to have a beach. That's when I eat the whole freaking family and I get my revenge on them. That's what he's doing. Again, if you know a family that recently moved from Texas to Virginia <laughs> or New Jersey, warn them. you just might want to. They need to move to Sturgis, South Dakota. <laughs> Place a call. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, coming up in 2020, you know, last time, if you didn't like your choices, we had Hillary, we had Trump, and it was, yeah, it's just, it's, it's either one or the other. Binary. It's a binary choice. One or the other. Binary choice. One or the other. Binary choice. Not anymore. Well, what? Al Sharpton is thinking about a run for president in 2020. He says, I never rule anything out. <laughs> Do it. Please do it. Please. <laughs> do it, please. Al said he isn't ruling out a run for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination just two days be, uh, after some of his most pointed public critiques of President Trump. I never rule anything out, he said, adding that he isn't currently exploring a run, but he definitely could. And maybe his, maybe his slogan for his campaign could be this. But resist. We much, we must, and we will much about, about that, that be, be committed. committed. But resist, we much, and we will much, 
about that being committed. That's a long bumper sticker right there. <laughs> what a uh, what a powerful presidential <laughs> campaign, though, that would be. Wouldn't that make for a great... I want know? the yard sign. Yes. Whether I'm going to vote for him or not. <laughs> I want that on a yard sign. Resist we much. And we will much about that be committed. Okay. <laughs> Michael Zeha Beetlejuice. Michael Zeha Beelzebub. Uh, he just call people out uh, on the campaign on a bullhorn. And oh, I, yeah. I, he might get my vote. I don't Wait know. Can minute. you imagine four years oh, with Al Sharpton can you and the fun that would be? A debate between <laughs> Sharpton and Trump. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, we're selling tickets to this. This is a pay-per-view debate. You want to get people interested in politics? I'd pay 100 bucks for that pay-per-view oh, event. Yes. 100 yes, bucks. I'm there. 888 uh, Kelly in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Kelly? Hello. Hi, Pat. Hi, Hi. Keith. Go ahead. Hey, I just wanted to let you know, um, there was a convention. I live just west of Springfield, Illinois, Mm -hmm. and there was a convention over the weekend, last weekend, at the Illinois State Fairgrounds, a black bikers convention, and there was thousands and thousands of black bikers there, and every hotel was sold out, so I think they might maybe were just a little too busy to go to Sturgis. They were busy with their black biker convention. Did CNN roll up and wonder where the white people were, though? I uh, uh, bet not. Well, I, I don't know, but we took a trip up north, <laughs> my sister and I, and we just kept seeing them on the highway, heading to the convention, heading back from the convention. Wow. So they're out there. So. All right. Thanks a lot, Kelly. Cool. cool. Uh, 888-900-3393. And that's fine. Nobody cares that there's a black biker convention. Nobody cares about that. But when you go into a city like Sturgis, South Dakota, you're looking around for the minorities? Dude, please. I mean, that's just stupidity. It's absolute stupidity. If you go into Montana, do you think you're going to find all kinds of minorities? Uh, nope. Nope. How about uh, in uh, North Dakota? Nope. You're not going to find them. They're just not there. So what about the inner city of Chicago? Are you going to find a bunch of white people? Mm, nope. Probably not. So you're saying that people just choose to go where they want to go because it's a free country? Kind of seems like it that. Doesn't yeah. mean racism. Yeah, and a lot of people they a lot of times they like to live around other people who share their oh sensibilities or what they like to do or things they're comfortable common. with. They've got things in common with a culture, if you will. <sighs> Man, <laughs> not everything incredible. is racism. Please Triple stop eight, trying to nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Bruce in Minnesota, you're on the blaze. Yeah, Pat. Hi. Hi. See, uh, you were talking about the Space Force mm-hmm. the other day and yesterday uh, uh, mainly, and a little bit today. But uh, it reminded me a bit uh, about Alex Jones, who has, you know, he's in the know. He sure is. About that. Yeah. Yeah, he's... And uh, he uh, got from the people higher up that he doesn't want to name names from the <laughs> Pentagon. <laughs> and he said that spaceship mm-hmm. yeah. that's uh, loaded with kids headed for Mars and yeah. set up that colony right. might be the first battalion of Marines that are going to be starting on the, the, the spaceship of Mars. Wow. Uh, appreciate Mars. it. Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate it. You might be onto something there um, because it is interesting timing right now that Trump is all of a sudden talking about a space force when uh, 
Alex Jones and his guests just told us what was going on up this there. May strike your listeners as way out, but we no. actually believe that there is a colony on Mars mm-hmm. that is populated by children who were kidnapped and sent into space on a 20-year ride. Uh, so that once they get to Mars, they See? have no alternative but to be slaves on the Mars colony. No alternative. Uh, there's all kinds of... Well, I, look, I know 90% of the of the, <laughs> of the NASA missions are triggered, and I've been told by high-level NASA engineers... High-level. That, ...that you have no idea. There's so much stuff going on, but then no it goes idea. off into all that. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing the media jumps on, but mm. I know this... We see a bunch of you know, this. mechanical wreckage on Mars, and people say, oh, look, it looks like you know mechanics. They go, oh, you're conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they don't want us looking into what's happening. They Every don't. time probes go they over, don't. they turn them off. Right. That's exact man. I mean. Busted. <sighs> right? What are you going to do? If you've, if you've been on a 20-year journey to Mars, when you get there, the only option, because there's, I mean, the un, you don't even know what the unemployment rate on Mars is. That's a fair point. It is stunningly high. It's over 20%, really? the unemployment rate on Mars. Oh my over 20%. Goodness, somebody should do something. What are you going to do? You become a sex slave. That's what you do. Oh. You're either the sex slave owner or you're the sex slave E. You're one of the two. That's it. Okay? Huh. Or you could maybe work at 7-Eleven, clearing up some of the, you know, they... 7-Elevens are a little different on Mars. They clean Tell up me. some of the, uh, you know, the wreckage that Alex was talking about, but because they don't want people to see it with the telescopes here, and so some of the employees will try to go around the parking lot uh-huh. during their shift and pick up some of the debris and hide it in the Slurpee machine. Um, and he didn't even get into that part. You yeah. didn't even get into that. I'm fascinated by this. Any of that. Really? So, so how do you how do you get like a Slurpee out of the machine where there's like, You don't. It's no? yeah. When they come in they tell you yes, machine's broken. So That's not cool. I know, it's not Who cool. Who wants at all. to go to Mars? I don't. Not me. I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> uh let me tell you about something you should be interested in. That's Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. This enables you, if you are like me and hate the taste of vegetables. To, to where it kicks in your gag reflex. <laughs> That's kind of where I am with it. So if you're like that, um, then you're going to love this product because it gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables in every scoop that are pre and probiotic that boost your immune system. There's antioxidant power in it. And it's not extracted from anything. It's actual real food. It's just the real fruits and vegetables. Uh, just put a scoop into eight ounces of water. It'll make the water taste like Kool-Aid. Or you could put it in a shake or a smoothie, whatever. It's up to you. It's easy, and it tastes really good. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. Get 10% off a month's supply with the offer code PAT. And get fewer doctor visits down the road. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Network. Yeah, mm-hmm. and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, we're talking about the cleanup of the non-existent Great Pacific Garbage Patch, double the size of Texas. In fact, it might be triple or quadruple now. Since it doesn't exist, can we say it's the size of North America? Yeah, you could. Okay. Yes. 
Cool. Why not? Yeah, I like it. Um, let's go to Todd in Texas. Hey, Todd, you're on the blaze. Hey, how you doing, Todd? Good. All right. Hey, this is, uh, I've you guys for a long time. This is crazy, man. About, yeah. I would say six months ago, I heard about this great northern Texas garbage, garbage patch that's out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been going around. I had an aunt who's 86 years old, and she told me about it, and she believes in it. And so one night, I subscribed to HBO, and I'm watching HBO, and I'm watching Vice. And they have it on Vice, and they're talking about this great garbage patch out there. <laughs> well, Vice is there are people out there, and guess what? There's nothing there. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly right. <laughs> there is nothing there. Yeah. And it was amazing. The guy who had the ship, he was getting mad at the people that were filming it. And why they were making fun of them. Oh, really? They were saying, well, what, what, what's here? And well, what they did was, uh, so he put like, a, he had like a, a ship with like a shrimp boat, a shrimp boat, you know, mm-hmm. that would catch shrimp. Yep. And so he had this little tiny thing and he went around this big ocean and for like 15 hours and he got like a cup of debris, <laughs> a cup of debris. <laughs> you guys need to find this on Vice. That's Who's great. Vice? And it is amazing. You know, I don't get me wrong. Do are we putting crap in the ocean? Yeah, we we're doing that, mm-hmm. but it's not what they're saying. Right? It's crazy. That's right. Thanks a lot, Todd. Yeah, things are bad enough. You don't have to exaggerate with these urban legends like this. But that's what, exactly what they did. When we read the article in Slate, he said this all started back in the late '90s, and then it just kind of gathered a life of its own, and people just started exaggerating this thing and running with it. And he said, while I understand it, people want you know us to take better care of the oceans and we want to do better with the environment, and those are all good things. But you don't have to make up these fantastical stories claiming that there's a garbage dump twice the size of Texas in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Especially when it, you know, there's not even a picture of it. Nobody's even photoshopped anything that I can find. Yeah, let's noodle this out. How many pictures from outer space do we have? And how many have we gotten since the late 90s? If something is in the Pacific Ocean that is it's that big, even half the size of Texas, oh, you're going to yeah. see it on one of these images from space. No it's doubt about there. it. It's not there. And every once in a while, Vice does some pretty good work. They're, you know, I think they're progressive for the most part, liberal for the most part. But you know, the, uh, to, for them to go out there and show that they didn't find anything, good. My hat's off to them. Mm-hmm. Good job. Uh, we're also available, of course, on uh, the Twitter sphere, where Just Two Muck and Fudge says, uh, I'm quitting my job to sell earth water. <laughs> Again, there's no F um, in the word earth. Uh, Nick in Detroit, <laughs> did they send those kids to Mars on a 20-year ride because that's where their grandma stay? <laughs> oh, all right. And then they find grandma's not there to protect them, and there's nothing for them. But well, that's aggravating, because then yeah. by the time you get back home, you're 40 at mm-hmm. least. From Martian flatulence, flatulence. Uh, oh, please, Al Run, please. The absolute gold that Pat would gain from it would make the 2020 vote one for the ages. It would be fun if Al Sharpton ran, especially against <laughs> Trump. <laughs> that debate, seriously, like we... Like we talked about, that would be a pay per view event. It'd be pay per view worthy, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, a Santa Barbara City Councilman, Jason Dominguez, actually let slip the radical agenda behind all progressivism. I love this. When they they accidentally say something and then it's like, oh, I know. It's, it's like Maxine Waters when she said, and guess what this liberal would do? This liberal would be about the government coming in and basically uh, taking over uh, your businesses. <laughs> Yeah, okay, thank you. This guy said uh, he was asked by one of the residents. He's a city councilman, and they were having a a council meeting. Residents were able to ask questions, and they asked him, hey, what's next for Santa Barbara? We just banned straws. Now what are you going to do? And Dominguez said, well, unfortunately, common sense is just not common, so we have to regulate every aspect of people's lives. Oh, <laughs> wait, what? Get. Uh, okay, so you out. just admitted to absolutely everything we say about progressivism. That's exactly their viewpoint. The comment was met with immediate backlash for insisting the government should regulate common sense. And then, so he got so much flack for it, he came back and apologized for the statement. Said, oh yeah, you don't understand my rhetorical statements I just wanted to apologize. A few weeks ago, I made a string of... Listen to the explanation. I made a string of words in a rhetorical fashion. (laughs) You mean... Wait. You mean... Like you're talking in sentences? Is that what you're telling us? (laughs) So you're you're apologizing for for making sentences? (laughs) So weird. Wow. A few weeks ago, I made a string of words in a rhetorical fashion about regulation, and they were... Not taken as rhetorical, and that's my fault, so I want to apologize. Yeah, no, that's not the case at all. You were honest for a moment, you let your guard down, and you said exactly what you and every progressive in this country believes, that people aren't smart enough to control their own lives. That you, the government, have to dictate to them and regulate everything they do. That's amazing. Yep. And again, it kind of fits into, uh, you know, the Glenn prediction that they're just going to take the mask off and just start saying it. There's another good example of that. Have a great weekend. We will be back here uh, Monday with you. Uh, So we'll see you then. I'm Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.